0: Yes, it is
1: Free Talk Live. Oh, good. We made it.
0: The live uh what do we call it call in radio show radio talk program uh, where you can control the airwaves i'm sorry i'm having a a technical issue here that i'm perfect timing yeah i'm not
1: well we were doing here let me see if i can give out the number while you're doing yeah please do to take control of those airwaves please dial 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160. Uh, and if we like you, uh, we'll put you on the air to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. And if
2: we don't, we we'll probably will put you on the air to talk about whatever you want maybe. to talk about. Maybe.
1: We might just leave you on hold for the duration of the show. What? Just Talk again into that thing? No. Talk? <laughs> talk? Yeah? Talk,
2: talk some more? Talk
0: some more? Okay. You sound quiet to
1: me. Could be. Probably because I did the mic check and I have a much less booming yeah. voice than the...
0: Mountaineer. I'm looking for something else because something is going awry right now. So, end
1: the Fed? Yes or no? Pickles.
2: Um, I don't care. Oh, honestly. okay. All right. Like, no. I I really did care before the invention of Bitcoin. Okay. to End the Fed. Uh, at the moment, there's there's basically a fight between um, the European Central Bank and people attached to them and the World Economic Forum. Uh, And the – so that's the sort of communist side. Okay. And the fascist side in the Federal Reserve and uh, the American banking elite. And there's basically this big fight between the two of them over who gets to run the world. Okay. So I don't care who loses. I just hope that they inflict as many, uh, you know, points of damage on the other side before they go down.
1: (laughs) What is this, D&D? And that chick who beat up the IRS agent shouting and the Fed like wife material or pass. I which hadn't way we heard about that one. Oh, okay. But it sounds out. like wife material just <laughs> based on that. She was arrested for beating up an IRS agent and shouting, you know, and the Fed the whole time. So that
2: was, I mean, it it's a point in her favor for okay. sure. I mean that's that's a good starting point. She was pretty cute. What's her too? number?
1: I don't know. Eight six seven five three six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Of course, it is. <laughs> All right. for a good time call,
2: I uh, I believe. Yeah, I mean, so ending the Fed is not even remotely sufficient. Okay. Is really the problem. All right. So I mean, there may have been a time where that was the the best thing we could do, the best we could hope for. But at this point, it's not so much a matter of ending that because it, you end up with the Hydra problem, right? You cut down this head, two grown its place. Whereas, if you replace it completely with an economic system that has no censorship and is stable... I mean, so gold was a good money. It was a solid, hard money. And we now have money that is harder than that.
1: Okay. I Yes, and um, I would still, you know, diversify into gold and silver. Just in case.
2: Well, I mean... It seems to me that nuclear
1: winter EMP still want to get something. Yeah,
2: then there's no need for gold at that point. What would you trade with? Bullets. Okay. And the beauty of bullets is that you can trade either peacefully or not peacefully. All right. And if you have gold and I have bullets, soon I will have both gold and bullets. What if Um, I have
0: bullets made of gold?
2: Ooh, Lone yeah. Ranger, eat your heart out!
0: No, no, no you're thinking of bankers. The Lone Arranger. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, I believe I have solved uh, the aforementioned technicalities.
2: Ooh, does that mean we can introduce ourselves?
0: I believe it does. All yes. Right. Would you like to introduce us?
2: Uh, I, I, I get to do that. Sure. All right. We have the Reverend, Lord, Doctor, etc. <laughs> Captain Kickass, <laughs> Esquire Buckshot, if you will. Close enough. Here. And Richie Rich.
0: Present. And and who the hell are you?
2: Oh, I'm Peakless Mountaineer. Oh, okay, Very good.
0: Uh, we missed you and last we week, bro. Are... We missed you last week. Wild Stallions. Wild
2: Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Free Talk Live Saturday show. But All right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's,
0: you know. We can be both at the same I
2: mean, time. We we are saving the world, so.
0: Or is the world Wild saving Stallions. us? <laughs>
2: But clearly, I do not uh, possess access to time travel devices, or I would be at last week's show.
0: But clearly. Um, all right. So uh, I want to talk about this first and foremost. Do it. From Cointelegraph.com, the IRS lists four crypto crimes amongst its top cases. Crypto crimes. In 2023, you'll never guess who's in the top four Ian Freeman. That's right sam bankman freed oh, oh, oh. no ian oh uh, no, sam bankman is not in the is, top four. Is, is library well, in there uh, let's find out okay. it, it's a short article but like the reason i'm bringing this up is because the founder of this radio program the the poster child for bitcoin evangelicalism is that a word e, evangel uh, whatever uh, <laughs> i'm making up new words as i go
1: Hey, as Don King said, if you can say it and I know what it means, it's a word.
0: Evangelicality. (laughs) evangelitator, Whatever. Um, You know, obviously one of the, I got into Bitcoin because of Free Talk Live and because of Ian Freeman and Mark Edge and all the other people on Free Talk Live talking about crypto and discussing it and giving their opinions on it and all that kind of stuff. Um, And like, oh my God, did he get railroaded? Oh yeah. Right? So because here's a technology that there has never been any law written about ever. Right. And all of a sudden, until they started like, asking well, for it.
2: Well, you like it. So regulate us please. that this is a payment. Like yep. you're willing to do stuff for it and that means that it's a payment and that means all of our laws about payments. Yep, yep. Can't be a religious thing. Even though you religiously believe in it, it certainly can't just be, you know, free speech. Even though it was determined in an American court that code is speech, um, right? Oh no, see, it's only money is only speech when it helps the establishment. Well, I mean, just hob- Hobby Lobby that that one pretty much uh, solved that one for us. Just H- to play H- devil's Lobby? advocate, yeah, the. Uh, uh, That uh, when they determined that uh, since money is speech and a corporation is a person, they have a right to uh, uh, put their money where they want to in terms Mm -hmm. of like- All uh, right,
1: I think I remember that now, yeah, now that you mention it. Just to play devil's advocate, they're not criminalizing all of Bitcoin, right? Or cryptocurrency.
2: Well, I mean, they are saying you cannot do this without a license. So yes, they are absolutely criminalizing all cryptocurrency.
1: Well- Again,
2: I
3: well, they're deb- saying that to if play you play devil's do this, advocate, I, you're they're saying that if bit.
2: you trade using this, you are an unlicensed money transmitter. I don't think
1: that's what they're saying because they're not stopping Coinbase from trading or any of the oh, other time. Right, but even, even the ones, even the peer to peer ones, right, weren't shut down for that reason. They weren't calling everyone on local bitcoins a money transmitter just when they hit like I mean, a certain I mean no threshold. they
0: they kind of are they're only going after the ones who hit a certain monetary threshold. Right. You have to remember that the investigation
2: on the Crypto 6 was over 6 years. I mean your right. your your argument is like, well, there was coke at a party I was at last week, so cocaine couldn't possibly be illegal. Well, no, I'm No, I'm, they're going to go after the big guys. No, I'm saying that way. they
1: decriminalized marijuana right and you had small possessions of it you were yep. not a criminal yep yep but if you were like defrauding people of marijuana right and then not selling them what you what you said you did you're like man here's a bag of a regular, i mean weed right <laughs> right like that would be <laughs> the fraud, fraud. Right, right
2: yeah yeah that that would be a violation of the non aggression principle understood all right, so uh, IRS lists four
0: crypto crimes amongst its top cases in 2023. The cases included investigations into the Silk Road marketplace, OneCoin, which isn't that the isn't that the one where like the lady disappeared, nobody knows where she's at. The 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 fraudulent like never really materialized, isn't that OneCoin?
2: I'll take your word for it. See,
1: and in that, what do we know? Does it give a background of that case?
0: Uh, I think it does. Oyster, it's just listing the things right now. Uh, Investigations into the Silk Road Marketplace, OneCoin, Oyster Protocol founder Bruno Block, and a money laundering scheme using Bitcoin kiosks is the sub-headline here. The Criminal Investigation Unit Unit of the United States Internal Revenue Service, also known as IRS, or theirs, as I like to call them has listed four crypto-related cases amongst the top 10 of its, quote, most prominent and high-profile investigations, unquote, in 2023. In a okay. December 11th notice, the IRS, which also spills theirs, said there were four significant cases in 2023 involving the seizure of cryptocurrency, fraudulent practices, money laundering, and other schemes coming in at the third most high profile investigation in the past year was one coin founder carl sebastian greenwood who was sentenced to 20 years in prison in september for his role in marketing and selling a fraudulent crypto asset so i believe that's the guy who's the, but like the lady disappeared right and that's kind of right?
1: that's kind of my point right there's it's it's not that it's a cryptocurrency it's that it's being fraudulently sold
0: Right, they basically were like, "Hey, everybody, buy our, like buy in and into our cryptocurrency, but you don't actually get anything up front. We have to right. create it first, right?" Like they were taking people's money without giving them even so much as a token, right? Right, they they couldn't
1: even get anything in a wallet or anything like that. I mean, they busted that medical chick, right, for for promising you know medical research, promising medical research that she had no evidence to back up, and, right? And she defrauded people, right? Right, but we're not we're not criminalizing the entire medical field. Well, yet. Well, we are, we're, they're not. Yes, they're not, yet. sure.
0: Other cases included Ian Freeman, a Ooh. New Hampshire resident sentenced to eight years in prison for operating a money laundering scheme. Right. Using Bitcoin kiosks
1: and failing to pay taxes from 2016 to 2019. And again, just to play devil's advocate, we know that in that case, that is untrue. But that's but they're not. But that's what right. they're criminalizing. Right. It was he even not.
2: charged with money laundering. Like I don't remember that being on oh, yeah, the list. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was a totally big one. Was, yeah. mm. um,
0: here's the thing about um, the Ian Freeman case is that it's so ludicrous, and people are getting promoted because of it. Okay. Like uh, that douchebag. What the hell's his name? Um, Seth A. Frame. Okay. Um, he got. You know, or is getting some, I think they're going to make him a freaking judge. Okay. Right. This Whoa. is the guy who like, like discombobulated, like like when he's, you know, the judge is asking him a question. like, I don't know you're like, oh my God, like I can't, like if I'd have gone to school with him, we would have made fun of him because he's not smart, you know? Um, And then uh, I'm trying to remember the broad's name. Um, mm, it'll come back to me at some point, but, uh, they've promoted her to like the cryptocurrency investigation tax task force or okay. whatever. Like they're making her the quote crypto queen unquote Ooh. within like the FBI or whatever, right. right? Like they're going to put her, she's the grand poobah of all cryptocurrency investigations now.
1: I mean, if she's incompetent, good. Right. Right. That means yeah, not no, many is, other people are going to get part cut.
2: of why we win. I mean, they, they keep elevating these incompetent people to the position of going after people who are, you know, being peaceful. Yeah. So at least we have incompetent people coming after us. Now, I will say this. This is an overall
1: thought, but it applies here, Okay. right? when it, When it comes to, like, the credibility of any source where you gather information, mm-hmm. when they are wrong about something you have firsthand knowledge of, right, or expertise in, mm. then you should call into question everything else that they have said that you don't have ex- uh, firsthand knowledge or expertise in, and just because you didn't have the information, right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're wrong about Ian, and so maybe they're wrong about most other things, and occasionally get one right. Yeah. Was it, has it been a year since the uh, the trial? Oh, uh I don't know. Well, because I, don't
0: remember. I remember I remember going and sitting uh, you know, spectating, if you will, yeah, uh, in the courtroom in the uh, federal court in Concord, New Hampshire. And I just kept thinking to myself, man, this jury just wants to get the f out of here and go home for the holidays. Could be that. Like it seems Yeah, to I think eight. it's
2: been a year. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Cuz like no, I mean that's exactly what happened too. Like they, like, the jury can't rush the trial,
1: but... They can rush the deliberation.
0: Man, did they deliberate for nothing? You know what I mean? Like, w- we came in, and the jury were given their instructions, and, like, they had enough time to, like, go get lunch at the taxpayer's uh, expense, you know, order in something or whatever, you know, have a discussion, maybe a, a small one. And, like, you know, maybe, you know, time for coffee after lunch. And they were like, nope, guilty. Like, there was no, like, there was reasonable doubt all over this thing, in my opinion. Okay. Right? After hearing, and, like, I spent, I mean, I was there for most of the days of the trial. I, I missed a couple, but, like, I was there for most of them. And I had reasonable doubt, just even as, like, a person trying to, like, play devil's advocate you know, like if I'm if I erase my uh, my libertarian my anarchist mind and I'm a statist, and I'm sitting as a juror, I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to take in all this evidence and and quote judge it unquote. Uh, uh, do I have a reasonable doubt as to whether or not he was guilty of the charges? Every charge I had reasonable doubt on. Okay, because the the prosecution uh, had a bunch of hearsay and their evidence was weak af.
1: Well, now now that it's basically over, right up front, I really thought they were going to get him on the fraud charges. Like I thought a case could be made for fraud, and then those are the ones that they dropped.
0: Yeah,
1: I went, oh, that's interesting. Like I thought that was, I thought that was like the money shot. You know, when when you talk about like, oh, well we well we told the banks that it was rare coins. It, it's weird. Yeah that that that
2: was the one where I'm like, you what? Right. Well,
1: they are rare. No, Whoa, come, come on.
2: on. Yeah. Come There's only 21 on. okay. million there of is, them. There is a sensory experience. There's only 21 million of them. That people you associate can justify you with the phrase rare coins. Now, I get that technically you could describe Bitcoins as coins. No one does. Coins in the name. Okay. No one calls them that. I, I call them Bitcoin all the time. Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. Single word. It's not even hyphenated, so no one calls these things coins. But okay, fine. And even you could technically do that, but that is not what people think of when you say the phrase "rare coins." Well, that, you, so that's a semantic though. You're, you're so it absolutely you're, is a semantic. Your argument is
0: the it same. Is. is the same with and which that was the with, most no, damning argument, thing
2: that I heard your about. Argument this
0: is though. the same with which the prosecution actually won the jury over and that is by showing a wallet where when a transaction is made the number goes up and that means money was transmitted unquote which is not true Mm. but that's what it appears to the common folk who don't understand the technology behind it right right if you don't understand what bitcoin is you can't say whether or not it's rare i mean really
2: this was the dunning kruger effect these people have so little knowledge of this thing that they believe themselves to have complete necessary knowledge of this thing agreed let's parallel this to the
1: actual liberty dollar from back in the day do you remember the this thing bernard von The, the bernard von not house yes. liberty dollar yes one of the reasons he got in trouble was because the method of which he tried to introduce his currency into circulation was deemed to be fraudulent because he used the word dollar. No, that wasn't it. It was the drop. He said, when you go out to spend this, right, you have this one ounce of silver, mm. uh, spot value for the ounce itself was around $20. Yep. He stamped it at $50, and he said, when you go to a merchant, just have them open their hand and drop it into their hand, and then if they take it for 50 and give you change for 50 that's on them because they've accepted it. Mm. It wasn't It wasn't that it's an MSRP yeah, but- <laughs> on it. It was the mechanism by which he tried to introduce All it. Right,
0: how does that apply to this?
1: Because the method of which he tried to introduce it was fraudulent by getting people to think they were getting an American coin, uh, a $50 American coin yeah. like, minted by the United States, When it was a privately issued piece of silver, spot valued close to 20. I'm
0: I'm going to ask again: how does that apply to the Ian Freeman Crypto 6 case?
1: Because when you, as Pikla said, when you say rare coin, even if Bitcoin was hyphenated, it's a qualifier, right? This is not a coin. This is a Bitcoin. It is like a coin, but it's got this caveat to it that separates itself from actual coin. It's a BitCoin. And there, it's a think... digital coin. It's a bits. It's bits as far as computer technology, bits and bytes, and all that. It is not a
2: real, real coin. That's why yeah, it's got I, to qualify.
0: Yeah, I, I still don't buy it. Uh,
1: moving yeah, no, on. No, I think
2: I think that was the most damning part about it. Yeah. And they dropped that,
1: right? And the, and when they dropped it, that's like, oh, this is and, it's in the bag. And, at this and even point. there, was... like,
2: I get where you're coming from. There is there's an argument on both sides of that. That is gray area. That's fuzzy. And that, to me, Which is was was probably the, why they dropped it,
0: right? Because they didn't want to well, have that but, argument. But
2: gray area and fuzzy, right, it, it means you're
1: trying to I, do something different I also think. Being I being up, up in a transaction.
0: I also think they dropped that because they didn't want to have the argument as to whether or not code is free speech. Okay.
1: I don't care why they dropped it. I, I, it's just me. Hold on, I, I, I don't follow you I'm there. I'm
0: speculating that they dropped that because they didn't want to have the argument that code is free speech. If they say that, oh, Bitcoin is not coin, it's... It's it's a fake coin or it's a a virtual coin. Then they have to define what Bitcoin is. In order to define what Bitcoin is, they have to say that it is code. It is software. And if they say, if the court ever says that Bitcoin is code, oh my gosh. All of the Bitcoin cases go out the window, can be retried, all that kind of thing. Because once they say that it is code, then we already know code
2: is free speech. Okay. According yeah. to US government to, precedent. Yeah. And then they have to either say they were wrong and Microsoft owes people a bunch of money, which I don't think they're going to say. Right. Or they have to, you know, let these people, these peaceful people go free.
1: And I will say I will go back to the part of the gray area and the fuzzy. Yep. You can't have gray area and fuzzy in the middle of a transaction, right? The, the contract itself, there has to be a meeting of the minds in the transaction. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm talking about in the court case. I got that it. The
0: area is you know fuzzy but,
1: according but when, to. But when you say when you put rare coin on a you know, bank form that
2: the I'm in the business of well, trading so their coins. And there's the issue, too. So it wasn't the bank coming after him for, hey, you told us this was something other than it could be, and that's like, maybe maybe there's a, an argument there. No, this was the federal government said, you didn't do the things that we tell everyone to do about these things over here, and we've decided that these things over here include this novel technology. Yep. So, uh... Other cases included Ian Freeman, New Hampshire resident, sentenced to
0: eight years in prison for operating a money laundering scheme. Like, uh, like there's two things there, money laundering and then scheme, (laughs) right? Like, uh, I I don't think he's guilty of either one or both of those combined, but they are, uh, again, semantics. The government body was also behind an investigation of Oyster Protocol founder Amir Elmani, known as Bruno Block for tax evasion related to minting and selling Pearl tokens. 603 283 6160. We've got lots more free talk live on the way.
4: Protection Eleutheromania,
0: the insatiable desire for freedom. Filibuster. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. ass Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickAss.com. What kind of a radio program might you be listening to right now? The free kind. The live kind. kind. And the live kind. That's right. It's free talk live. We are a live call in radio program where you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. But you got to call. Please call. Uh, 603 283 6160. That's the number that you should, you know tattoo on your firstborn's forehead or whatever it is you know put on uh oh it'd be cool if you put it on one of those like bug guards you know how like uh when you're driving on the road and an ambulance is behind you and they write oh, it backwards yeah so that you can read it forward in your rearview mirror mm-hmm. if somebody put like free talk live 603-283-6160 on one of those that'd be cool there was
1: a uh there was a website called cool. like left lane drivers.com and those they sold those but it said move over <laughs> with an arrow pointing to the right and nice. being the cheapskate that I am, I just printed out something backwards at work that said move over. I taped it up
0: there. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Uh, with a little bit of ingenuity, a lot of things can be accomplished for a small
1: budget. Yeah. It's true. But it was just cool. you know. I'm in the left lane. You move over.
0: Uh, one of my pet peeves, of course, is uh, somebody who's in the furthest left-hand lane with their left turn signal on. Okay, like they can't go, almost
2: any, wish they would
0: can't go any further left, but man, they got that signal on and and they're driving slow like if they're going fast in the left lane with the left signal on, I don't care, yep right? as long as they're going faster than well, everybody in the right hand lane, you know, uh, but if they're in the furthest left hand lane and they're going slow with the left signal
1: on, oh
0: God, that's annoying, I just hmm. My want, road rage starts bubbling
1: i had a coworker that said like if i'm in the left lane i'm doing 85 and i'm not moving out of the left lane i'm like well you're a jerk because i might want to be doing 90 and now you're obstructing traffic <laughs> just move over yeah if somebody I don't come, care how fast you're going just don't be in the left lane unless you're passing
0: yeah if somebody suddenly comes up behind you you're in the left lane you think you're going faster than anybody. somebody all of a sudden you look in the rearview mirror there's somebody right behind you on your tail gtf over
2: man yeah just move on like just
0: yeah yeah, let let them pass that's what the left lane is for don't don't
2: block traffic by being this wall of car that no one can get past like if you're going to go the same speed as the people in the right lane be in the right lane it's embarrassing that we have to talk about this on and
1: that's why that thing is cool it says move over because then they check their mirror and they're like oh i'm not as cool as i thought i was
2: (laughs) my 85 is clearly
1: insufficient it is (laughs) it absolutely is uh, we've been talking about this article from
0: Cointelegraph.com. The IRS lists four crypto crimes amongst its top cases in 2023. And, of course, one of them is the founder of this show, Ian Freeman, who is currently uh, in Merrimack County Jail right now. He's awaiting something that resembles a restitution hearing, a restitution hearing from the federal government, which is basically the government going to determine how much money ian freeman owes
1: to no victims okay can we talk about that for a minute what well the restitution hearing okay because during the last hearing right he offered to pay the fine mm-hmm. to the quote-unquote victims yes and i don't know if that was like strategically wise before restitution hearing is coming up because right? it's almost admitting that there are victims who should be compensated. What
0: what he was saying there is consistent with uh, with his principles, in my opinion. Uh, what he was saying there was, look, I will pay money uh, to you know make anybody who may have been harmed, even though he had no part in their harm. Uh, but I want that money to not go to you government. I want that money to go to people. OK. Right. To to if somebody was victimized, if somebody did lose their money because of some romance scammer who talked them out of their savings and convinced them to buy Bitcoin in order to do it, that he would rather his money go to that person than his money go to the government, to the federal government. All right. It's my
2: understanding of why he made that statement. I get I get the why yeah, I'm with him strategically. There. No, I'm completely with him on this one okay like okay i have to pay money Could if i, I not have to pay, pay mo- right could i not pay money to a kidnapping murderer that would be great got it yeah i got it but he's
1: got a restitution hearing coming up and he's already offered money he's already offered to pay money to those whom he has not harmed
0: i don't recall the the order in which these things happened if he said something like, if there is to be a fine, I would like the money to go directly to, you know, a victim yeah. X, Y, and Z. Or if they said, hey, there's going to be a restitution hearing. And then, he, like, I think he said it before, like, it sort of, um, uh, what's the okay. word? Anticipating a possible monetary penalty. Okay. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 we're going to have a hearing about that okay. later. And so that's kind of where we're at now. We're waiting for that to unfold, I believe, All right. Uh, if I recall events correctly in the correct order. So,
1: if you even if you even if you are correct, right? It's it may not have been the wisest thing retrospectively. How so? Well, I, I just I already made my case because the restitution hearing is coming afterwards, and he's already agreed to pay money to those whom he has not. Isn't agreed? He offered. Offered. Well, offer agree whatever.
0: I don't know that those are the same thing uh, in the eyes of the law. Okay. Uh, or, well, now, or not.
1: Well, now we're semantics again. Oh, of course, but that's right. what court is, right? Court is a whole bunch of semantics. Okay. So he already offered to pay money to people whom he has not harmed before they're about to uh, decide how much money he owes I, to people who he has I don't know not that harmed. that's
0: true. I think what he said... And I'm paraphrasing because nothing was recorded except by yep. the
1: court here. Got it.
0: So I'm going off memory. If I'm
1: going to pay a fine, said, I'd rather it go to the people yeah, he who said lost
0: money. If there, if there is to be a fine, whatever that is, I would prefer it go directly to okay. the so end he, he people. he didn't offer.
1: He didn't agree. He he stipulated a, a preference. Yes. Okay. So let's work backwards again. Okay. If we're going to go all semantic all the way sure. back. Let's do it. He stipulated a preference. To pay money to those whom he has not victimized before being told how much he has to pay money to those whom he has not victimized. Um, I don't care what word you use. Okay, what... The logic, it's the same idea.
0: You are correct, uh, in fact, but in my uh, opinion of what he said was, if you're going to take my money... Yes. Right. They're going to take his money. uh, If I can have some say in it, I'd like to... Right. And I would
1: like it to not go to you. I got it. I want it to go to these people. Understood. And and whether or not he knew that there was going to be a restitution hearing to follow that, right? The fact that there is now a restitution hearing to to follow that is is bad optics for his claim that he victimized no one. Uh, uh, of course, yeah.
0: I mean, the court is going to do everything they possibly can to give this thing uh, horrible optics all across the board yeah i got it because it's one of their top
1: four cases apparently right and i you know again this is personal experience now on a much smaller scale right like i paid a fine to the food bank in hawaii for some nonsense really yeah but um, it was uh, like uh, okay what kind of nonsense i don't remember it was some tra- reckless driving or some traffic whatever
0: so, how did you end up paying money to the food bank? Did you stipulate that? Was yes. It, oh, okay. So you went to some sort of a court thing, and they were like, "We want you to pay a hundred bucks," and you were like, "Well, I'll give a hundred bucks to this food bank over here," and they well, were like,
1: "Sure." Sort of. Okay, but it like they finally agreed to like the the payment to the food bank the day I was turning myself in to go to jail for a month. Okay, right. I said like it's not about the money if you don't want me to have this money, I have more than enough in my backpack. Mm. right? I've got, I've got the fine you want in my backpack. I am not going to give it to you. Mm. So if you want to put me in jail for 30 days, that's fine. But I have offered, and maybe my attorney wasn't clear with the offer, the public defender, yep. right? I will give this to like the charity of your choice. And like that day, the judge went, oh, in that case, go make a donation to the food bank, come back in two weeks with your receipt, and then that'll settle this.
0: All right. So the other portion of this sentence is uh, operating a money laundering scheme using Bitcoin kiosks. Yep. Which, uh, no, that's, that's, that's false, right? Uh, what he was convicted of was uh, not money laundering using kiosks. Uh, he was convicted of money laundering using a website known as, uh, I think, localbitcoins.com. Uh, and that was like like the kiosks were never shown to be fraudulent. Well, they, they collected them as evidence. They did, but they were never shown as the kiosks themselves. Well, don't you understand? This is in, a
2: sophisticated cyber criminal. Right. All of the things that so, he was but doing that's, but that's was not,
0: part of the scheme. But that's not the second part. The second part of this is failing to pay taxes. <sighs> From 2016 to 2019. Now, uh, when the IRS uh, brought their witnesses and did their uh, their tabulation of like, oh, well, this is the money that he brought in and this is the transactions that, you know, we tracked via localbitcoins.com and here's a spreadsheet with all the transactions and the amount of money and the percentage and he charged, you know, some percent above whatever the transaction cost was and that's his, quote, profit margin, unquote. That he, therefore, made X amount of dollars per year over this course of, what is it, 2016? Six years. 17, 16, 17, 18, four years. Okay. This four-year period. And the defense, of course, was like, okay, so you know, you've done very well by putting together this spreadsheet and putting together these numbers of, you know, the amounts in dollars of these transactions that happened. But isn't it possible— that Ian Freeman owed no taxes at all and the answer to that was yes Yes. it is possible so they presented a whole bunch of evidence to say to to tell the jury that yeah this guy didn't pay taxes and is therefore a a tax evader but they never proved it because the the people they put on the stand themselves said oh it's totally possible he didn't owe anything
2: yeah well and that's that's why you would file a return. Yeah. And well, so that is, to my mind, uh, a perfect example of why it is astonishing that they didn't deliberate on this and that there was no room for doubt. Like, we're talking about taxes. I mean, it. It is. it is so complicated that people can't do it. It is so complicated that people whose job to do that frequently screw it up. So... The fact that we have someone in court saying, oh, it's entirely possible you didn't owe any taxes at all. Right. I mean, right there, that is at least doubt. Re- very reasonable, yeah. I-, I might
0: add. Right, if you're, going to, if you're going to look for things that might be construed as reasonable doubt, the IRS themselves going, yes, it's possible he didn't yeah. owe any taxes at all.
1: Well, and then the, if if they get, if they move on that, then you just downgrade the charge to a willful failure to file, right? And then just string them up on that one.
2: Uh, well, that sounds like a lower sentence, at least. It's a totally been, different, yeah. totally different charge,
1: totally and, different charge, and
0: one that they didn't even like. It wasn't even mentioned.
1: Well, because they got them on the tax evasion. Right. You don't uh, again. You don't negotiate the lower until you got a no on yeah. the higher. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's uh, let's get this one out of the way. It's Skeeter calling. I'm sure he wants to talk to Richie Rich, but maybe I'm, not because I'm your boy. Let, let's find oh, out.
1: Yeah. What's, well, I figured what's, out why he's, he's he's your boy. What's going because on? That makes him Musketeer. Ma
4: it's your boy.
2: Oh, it's a boy. Yeah. He's and definitely
1: he, the bottom to he my top He
2: is a Musketeer.
4: It's your boy Skeeter Claus, nah. and I'm bringing an early Christmas to Free Talk Live in the form of a $2,350-value gift to all Free Talk Live hosts. To show
2: Somehow words. I doubt that. Yeah. It's his overvalued yeah, book
4: uh, that he's writing. It's an, it's, it's an open offer to all Free Talk Live hosts. I'm paying for your filing fees for renunciation of citizenship. Oh. So you can guys go... So you can guys go. Oh, you know what? I, I remember guys- this. I remember this <laughs> now.
0: Your your last uh, your last call that I took uh, was you asking if you don't like it, why don't you leave? And I thought to myself, that's exactly what we're trying to do here in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, I did leave no, actually. I left uh, every other state that I've ever lived in to come to New Hampshire so that we can no. attempt
4: to leave the freaking union. You're stealing collective property. So if you join the collective and a, and, a, and you if you join the collective, well, hold, hold, hold on. By collective
2: and... you mean be born? Yeah. Okay. It, just wanted right. to that's make sure that right. that's what you meant. If you join yeah. the collective, and by join the collective, I mean exist. Yeah. That's I mean,
1: I want to I want to give fault. Skeeter props if he's actually going to put his money where his mouth is. Right, there's something that's,
4: commendable that's not, to that hey yeah, i'm down sure. it's it's a real it's a, it's a real open offer i i will pay if you prove that you you're going to renounce citizenship
1: when and you say you're down Peekless, you're ready to renounce your citizenship
2: yeah sure let's do this all right Peekless yeah. has accepted your offer i'm kid. down let's do it easy okay i mean then, i don't I don't, I don't have go? the slightest faith that you will follow through and but i, I mean i guarantee
4: you i will put it in escrow you go Whatever there we go. you go, you cannot complain about taxes. You cannot co- complain that it's... Oh, no, no. See, now and- now there's
0: all sorts of caveats attached to it. You, you should lead no, with the caveats no. before you make the offer. No, no yeah, it's not caveats. It's, it's, caveats? it's uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm not So if I take your money to-, to renounce my citizenship, wherever I go, I can't complain not about not taxes? Caveat. What if it's I end short. up
4: in a place that has high taxes? It's a logical consequence. Once you leave the U.S., you have to choose where you want to go, and when you choose, just like all immigrants, taxation not become, uh, does not become is not theft. Skater for all immigrants, even in the U.S., who chose to come here. I have one question. Is not theft? Can you agree with that?
0: No, no. I have one question for you. No. Where can I go no, no, on no, no, planet no, no. Earth that is not oh ruled by a government?
4: Wait, you can't. You can't ask a question when you didn't answer mine. When sure, I can. No, I'm the answered this show. no. When immigrants come here and agree to all the rules, is taxation theft for them? Yes. <laughs>
2: you guys are delusional. Okay. Well, d- 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 depends so how the immigrant If got I here. put a knife to your throat and tell you, you can either hand me your wallet or I'm going to draw this blade across your... Let me finish the when question. You... If I do that... And then you hand me your wallet. You haven't chosen to hand me your wallet. There's You've just chosen, between no, the two, both of them, violations of the non-aggression principle well, I would rather what be stolen it? from just, than killed. What if you had... Oh, Picles, no, is, no, hold on, hang, hold, on, skater. on skater. hold on, Skater, hold on, what? what if you is
1: had the, the choice...
4: Talking to me? Why, why can't I address what he's saying?
1: Oh, hold on. Because I want to address what he's saying. I'd put him on hold again. What if you had the choice between walking down, like, a well-lit road... With plenty of people around you, or the dark alley, in complete darkness, and you chose the dark alley, and then got mugged with the knife.
2: Then I chose the dark alley, but I did not choose to get mugged. Okay, all right, all right. So, skater, here's the thing. Um, no, nope. slaves. Oh my God. Here
0: we go. Slaves, no matter what plantation they live on may look across the way and go, oh my gosh, those slaves have it better than me. And they will choose, they will choose, oh my God, dude, holy crap. Put them on hold again. All right. Uh, They will choose, like the grass is always greener on the other plantation is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? So uh, just because a slave of a certain plantation wants to escape their slavery and move to a plantation with slightly less slavery... Doesn't make
2: them any less a slave. Yeah, and if a slave goes, you know, they don't beat their slaves as much on that plantation, and somehow they work it out that they get to go to that plantation instead, they haven't willingly given up their sovereignty as a human being. They haven't chosen to be a slave. So,
0: Skeeter, I decline yes, they... your offer of payment for me to move to another slave plantation because so you know, I don't want to be a like frickin' slave at all.
4: I can only make one at a time. I'm sorry. What? Okay, so the the logical flaw in that is is that slavers are not responsible for the other plantations. If there are zombies outside of my house, and you're like you were born in my house, I am not obligated to keep you there, just because there's Uh, zombies and or other slavers or whatever harming you outside my house. Other slavers are not responsible for other slavers. So if you if like so if you choose to, to leave the house. You can either choose choose to stay or leave the house.
1: But you're offering right? to pay for us to leave the house. Yeah, I think yes. that's commendable. Yes. But I on, am saying no, I refuse you your money because I okay. don't Come want to on. be a slave at all. Well, you don't have to be so angry no, about no, it. it just refuse his money.
4: Me? You put me on hold. Let me talk, man. That, that is a very nominal fee. It's, it's basically free. It's only $2,350 for a basically. filing fee. And then there's nothing, there's no exit taxes after that because you're worth... That's like one
2: month's rent for I, a studio I, apartment.
4: I, I, I do out with Ian. Would you stop interrupting me? No, I won't. And when?
2: How dare you give him a taste you, of you, his you own medicine?
4: Don't give opposite, you, you guys don't give opposing sides uh, fair time. Oh my God, we've
2: given I'm you running so,
1: running so much freaking fair. time, dude. I'm done. Done. D-U-N-N. Oh. I wanted to hear him address Peekless's point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which point? He'll call back next week.
2: Uh, the getting mugged in the in the alley. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can certainly say it's unwise, and that's fair. Yeah. But just because I made an unwise decision doesn't mean that I gave someone permission to stab me or to mug me or anything like that. Yeah. No, I get it.
1: I, that's why I yeah. asked it. But if you if you were born in the alley, right, and you were getting mugged every day, and you went, "Man, that that street looks nice." Right And you went out onto the nicer lit
2: street and then still got mugged, you didn't choose to get mugged there either. You just chose to be in a less likely to get mugged but still got mugged right. if you're not skater
0: and you want to opine on any of this six zero three two eight three
2: six one six zero um now, while we've got a moment though, I would like to say that uh well i'd I'd like to ask you a question, sure, do words exist uh ooh yes words exist then rights exist
1: okay wait what is what is exist
2: well and so that's that's kind of the tricky question here so like so i wanted to get to make sure off the bat okay we can we can call it something existing if like there is a useful tool that operates by our agreement like like yeah that's like asking does math exist uh, it's a little trickier than that. Well, so, Math has, like, its own existence inconsistency that is actually the foundation of I'm, all atomic physics. I'm thinking of
0: what is similar between math and words, like
2: vocabulary. Language, yeah. Right? They're both... Human constructs. Yeah, so it kind of mean like depends on what you mean by math. Like, if by math you mean the relationship between things, that is not no, a thing I'm, we make. I'm but getting... if you mean the way that we talk about it, then yeah, that's a, a, a social construct. I,
0: I'm just getting well, more at the, the the human construct piece of like words exist in that like you can write them down on paper. And if you've been taught how to read them, you can decipher them. And, well, you know, you can, like, I've been doing live reads, you and know, again, that kind of a thing.
1: And again, like the words, right? Words exist theoretically as a useful tool for dialect. Right. Right. But, and I, for communication, I said, yes. I said that about rights. I said they're a useful, like, language tool. So we all know what we're talking about. Right. But they, they well, don't so, exist. So
2: rights actually have, n- number one, they do exist in the same way that words exist. Now, number two, what they allow is peace. Like well, the, the whole- no.
1: The, the concept of rights is not what allows peace.
2: The defense of life, liberty, and property is what allows peace. Well, no. The respect of rights is what allows there to be peace between us. Like I respect no. your bodily autonomy, and you know that. Yeah. Which is why you don't have to think to yourself, "Oh, is Peekless going
1: to stab me today?" I got it, but it's not because I—it's not because I have a right to life. It's because I have the life, and you respect that I have the life,
2: which is your right. It's but it's so not the, so because it can be taken and attenuated an at any time. Yes, it can be. Yes. Rights can be violated. That doesn't oh, okay, make good. them not real. Well, it it so makes them not rights. Can tell you a lie. That doesn't make them not real,
1: right? But mm-hmm. with with the conceptualization of rights, though, they ought to not be attenuated because because that removes the 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 ability for them to be a right.
2: That's the that's like I'm the, sorry, you're going to have to say say that in a different way.
1: The biggest problem people have with uh, the Bill of Rights, specifically the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, is there's a claim that we have a right to free speech, mm-hmm. and then they attenuate it. And then they say we have a right to bear arms, and then they attenuate
2: it. What do you mean attenuate?
1: Uh, they they diminish the right. They put caveats on it. They put limitations on it. Hmm. You don't have an absolute right to free speech.
2: You don't have an absolute right to bear arms. Well, I do have an absolute right to property, and that includes well, bearing arms. That includes but you don't. free speech. You don't, no, because I, they will take it. And that would be not right. That is a violation of the rights. That doesn't mean the rights aren't there. It means they're being violated. Rights are Invo- inviolable. Inviolable, right. Yeah. That's what doesn't exist. Inviolable mm. rights do not exist. Okay. But rights do exist as a useful social contract. Or a Oh, social sorry. sorry. Libertarian with the social contract. Social construct. Oh, okay. What uh, the hell's going on? Yeah. A useful social construct <laughs> that we can
1: use to keep peace. Yeah, I get it. And same with words. It's a useful social construct, so we all know what we're talking about. Right. And we know that not everything is right. described the and same way. And you can violate those
2: words by telling lies.
1: But there's also, like, dozens of languages for the, with different words for the same object.
0: 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Our number two is next, including Is the American Dream Dead?
3: Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.
5: talk
0: live my god what have i done i've created a monster i have sent these three people on the same radio program at the same time
1: to get into the semantics of linguistics oh yeah don't you know they hey Getting all the scouts Hey, Mark, I think I know why the, list, the <laughs> oh. downloads are going down. Uh, yeah. Get in the weeds about semantics. It is Free Talk Live. You can
0: call 603 283 6160 if you'd like to join us tonight. In the studio, it's Peakless Mountaineer, Richie Rich. And I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Uh, you can join, well, me. Are you going Fork Fest? Oh, yeah. Uh, you're not. Uh, you can join myself in Peckless. I'm going to play
1: Yahtzee instead. And other, you can do that at Forkfest. Okay. And other it's
0: liberty minded. minded so a tent for that. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to do a live read here. Hush. <laughs> you can join liberty minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 13th through the 16th for the eighth annual Forkfest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. <laughs> Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has sold out in recent years. ForkFest happens the weekend before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 16th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms and even the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party.
1: We hope to see you there june thirteenth through the sixteenth. And my favorite part, no metal detectors and no gun free zones. Hmm. Well, there will be one metal detector. What? Yeah, that's me. Oh. Uh, is it and... one of those like ground metal detectors? No, to...
0: that's just me, like, you know, people watching. And if See he has a sixth sense for okay. the metal. Right. Yes. And so it's like
2: science versus the science. Okay. He has a sense for the metal imagine a goth detector okay right? right
0: i am the metal equivalent of got the it. goth did. so if somebody's there judging whether or not somebody's goth i'll be there just judging whether or not people are metal got it and it, right. i don't even care if they are or not you don't have to be or not be like it doesn't matter to me whether you're metal or not you're gonna have a clicker counter but one metal, i'll be like yeah that guy looks Too pretty metal. metal yeah they got no not metal i have to like subtract one somehow right you know can you do that with the clicker thing does it go
2: back? what about workplace accidents deaths dismembership is that metal well yeah oh i'm sorry i didn't know all that was metal
0: also the answer to your question about the clicker thing is yes you've seen these pens with the four different colored inks yes you just
1: have to press the right button to okay. subtract right.
0: versus add so I've,
1: I've never had the opportunity to handle one of those counter clickers
0: one of, one of the counters will will just Count how many clicks regardless of to whether or not it was plus or minus, right? Okay. Assuming plus is yes metal and minus is not metal. Right. right. So one will count the overall clicks that you've made, and then the other two will count, you know, metal versus not metal. So then oh. at the end of the day or you know, week
2: or two weeks or whatever it is.
1: You could have a ratio of metal to non metal at the same time. That's right. What do right. the
2: other colors do? There's four colors on that. Well thing. that's the pen. Yeah, it but was... not on the counter.
0: Yeah. yeah. On the on the clicker there's only three. Oh. Right, but I was just using some other mechanical device as a uh you know descriptor look mm, at that baby over for your there clicker
2: and counter clicker,
1: totally not metal, then he poops his diaper and runs across the the field and is like dope, totally metal if,
2: <laughs> if he's flinging it, that might be metal right. or
1: you know? yeah.
0: or if he starts a spontaneous mosh pit with other okay. babies, right that would be totally metal, so uh six zero three two eight three six one, six zero, if you want to join us. Did we say who we are? I think we did. I think so. If not, he's peakless. That's Richie, and I'm the captain.
1: Wild stallions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, <sighs> George Carlin as Rufus. Uh-huh. Like, like, there's only one other acting role I enjoyed him as much as Rufus. Mr. Conductor? No, no, no. Oh. <sighs> Car- Cardinal Glick. Oh, okay. From
2: uh, Dogma. Dogma? Yep. You yeah. know, I'm kind of glad that I never got to see him be either not on the left or have no sense of humor. Because <laughs> those are your only options presently. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like he leaned left.
0: at A the, little? At the same time, Yank. though, at the same time, though, the older he got, the more anarchist he became. Hmm. All right. uh, that 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 is to say that he stopped leaning left and began leaning right into anarchism, straight into it, right? Like, I have very few rules, but one of the rules that I do have is I don't trust anything the government tells me. Yeah. In fact, if the government tells me it's a good idea to put on a hat, I'm not putting on a hat. <laughs>
1: well, and... And that's why why the coronavirus spread so wide. Yeah. Yeah. Because you anarchists wouldn't wear your face diaper.
2: Yeah, that was the problem. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. And you ain't in it. And incidentally, the same club they used to beat you over the head with. Yeah, no, that is about as anarchist a statement as one can make. Yeah, and, um,
0: you know, here in New Hampshire, uh, part of his ashes were scattered out in Spofford. Hmm. uh, Which is near, near here. It's like a Five minute drive from to right. New Hampshire. Um, apparently, he went to some okay. sort of a, a summer camp for several years in a row out in Spofford. All right. And one of his dying wishes was for some of his ashes to be scattered in the in the Spofford area, Spofford Lake. All right. And so that's that's what happened, apparently, uh, according to his people and his you know publications and that kind of a thing. So. Uh, he is from New York, of course, right? But, like, he spent time up here in the Shire and was very fond of it. So, so much, so fond that
2: he wanted some of his ashes scattered here.
3: Right, so,
0: nice. I appreciate Fair that. All right. It's not why like I moved I'd, here. Like, I, I'd
2: make a trip, but that seems like a weird move when he was an atheist.
0: I'd do it because, I mean, I also claimed atheist for quite some time. mm uh, I claim agnostic at this point. mm not because I've really changed my perspective on religion. Well, you can be an agnostic atheist. But, but I just, like, it occurred to me that I don't know everything, <laughs> right? And so I can't say factually, despite the overwhelming non-evidence that exists, right? I can't say factually that, you know, it's that I understand the world so much that I can say there is nothing that exists outside of my understanding. That would be dumb. Right, right, And so I, I've you know, looked within myself and gone, are there things that I don't understand? Yep, all the time. Like, first of all, I barely understand how other people yeah. act most with of the, the time. With oh. the
1: atheist question, though, you don't carry the burden of proof. What
2: well, what that's you true. You don't have to prove there is no God. Well, I mean, if you were going to be an, a Gnostic atheist which is what uh, the famous one tends to be, is a Gnostic atheist. They are certain that there is no God. And they really want everyone else to know that there is no God and to agree with them about the absence of God. So that's a Gnostic atheist. And if you're going to be one of those, I'm sorry, at that point, you are shifting the burden of proof onto you. You have to disprove God at that point, which is kind of tough. It's it's as impossible as the... Burden to, po-
1: to prove god right so it's it's irrelevant and yeah both and are on the other impossible side of things, to prove
2: on the other side well, of things, no but got, the
1: burden is on the positive the burden is always on the positive claim mm.
2: yeah well on the other side of things you've got the gnostic and agnostic theist and most theists are gnostic theists they are certain well, beyond a shadow what is, of a doubt what, i know what agnostic what's gnostic uh, gnostic means you know no, so if you're a okay, Gnostic okay. theist, you are certain... Yeah. Like, those are the kind that are like, you better do this or you're going right. to hell, I know for sure! Right. right. Whereas there are some people who they believe in God, but they're still open to being wrong. Yeah, well, no, they're not. Because you
1: can't prove them wrong. They, it's impossible to prove them wrong. As far That's, as we know. Well, the this is the <laughs> weird thing, right? As far <laughs> as we know, it's impossible to prove them wrong. And to prove them wrong you would use the same scientific methodology that they would need to prove themselves right. Right. So and as far as
2: we know, there's no way to prove or disprove the thing. Well, there's plenty of ways to prove it. They've, they've been
1: unsuccessful in doing so. Show me God. That's it. Like if if, if an like a alien being came down and demonstrated his ability to create things out of nothing, mm-hmm. right, and like, I'm going to create human, and then he just... Magically manifest a human being. Now you have evidence that that being itself has godlike traits. Sure,
2: sure, right. But that doesn't that doesn't prove that that's God, though. It's not. Well, I mean, not, it could very easily just be a human being with really advanced technology. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still convinced. Any technology advanced enough to looks like
1: magic. I'm still convinced right.
0: that that um, religions, plural, uh, took. The idea of a, a being that is beyond our understanding uh, and used it to create a an environment of fear in order to control them.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: right and so this is why I uh, uh, mm, why I originally claimed atheism because I'm like, I want no part of these organizations that do nothing but create fear to control people and then, I discovered that uh, this did not apply just to uh, religions as I knew them at the time. That this thought also applied to another organization called Government. Yep. Because it operates in the exact same way a religion does. Uh, you know, it's got all the pageantry. It's got all the fear. It's got all the fire <laughs> and brimstone and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, hmm. And, and then, like, I lived through the creation of like Scientology, right? Like, I'm older than Scientology. I saw that come from wherever the hell it came from, right? L. Ron Ron Hubbard, Hubbard. you know, sat in a cupboard. The
1: science fiction writer. Yeah.
0: Uh, And, like, I've read some of his Mm sci-fi stuff, you know. uh, Okay, sure.
1: Even if he's a mediocre sci-fi writer, it was well played into the religious aspect of thetans coming out of volcanoes and And take over your body
0: on Earth. And so looking at all of that and then also applying that Uh, And how it applies to government, how people think and feel and act with government, I'm like, it's the same damn thing, except for, like, religions, if you don't like the one you're in, for the most part, you can opt out. Right. Right. Right, you well, can go. I don't want to be a part of your religion anymore. I'm going to go over here and be a part of this religion, or yeah. I'm going to be a part of no religion whatsoever and let my spiritual experience be with me and whomever.
1: Right. Well, and that's why, based on Peekless' definition, I would probably fall into the category of like Gnostic atheist. Right. Like, I have not seen sufficient evidence to change my opinion. Yeah. I don't need to provide any of my own, mostly because I'm not militant about it right if you if you need religion or whatever it is to like be a good person and do the right thing, well, then I am glad you have it right i'm I'm not spending my time to convince you otherwise yeah until you morph that into like you know the the use of the state to attempt to change my behavior right and then we got problems
0: right and that's where i I really do have a problem with religion is the fact that religion was the first government, yep, right.
2: Like, you go back in history, before the institution known as government existed, it was religion. No, no, I got to call you on that one. No, I think that uh, government uh, predates religion. I don't think so. Well, so... Magic rectangle. Okay, well, so... Well, no, I mean, let's let's just think about this. Let's uh, run a thought experiment. So, if I hit you and I take your stuff, I'm governing you. I mean, that's a tax. It's the same thing. Now, if I do this over and over again, and eventually you realize he has the power to overpower me, and you just like give me your stuff so that I don't have to hit you, I mean, that is exactly government. Now, that, as a dynamic, is simpler than religion. And since it's simpler, it's probably something that emerged earlier. Like, you can find that behavior in chimpanzees. And as far as I know, you can't find religious behavior in chimpanzees. I think, once again, you're getting into the semantics of it.
1: And if it was organized religion versus organized government, things would be different. Right? Because go- governance generally starts at the family level. Right? The first person that hits you is probably a parent, governing your behavior in some manner. hmm So, fine. Right? But we wouldn't call that government, generally, in, in common parlance- so, right. and, like, everything that I'm seeing in front
0: of me is, uh, you know, something along those lines. It depends on your definition. Right. Uh, from July 4th, 2014, religion predates governments. It predates civilizations. But I believe religions are created for blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, and generally, the, the as far as the organization is concerned. Right. And that's what I'm talking people about, People right? deferred toward the religious individual. Because they could perform the magic that nobody else understood.
0: Right, and also they were the ones going, and if you don't do what this magic book says, right, the, the Bible or whatever they are Or their I'm going to make it was, rain or I'm going to uh, scorch the sun. Right, and, yeah, or if we don't throw somebody into the volcano, we won't have a harvest or, you know, that kind of right. thing. Uh, religion was the first form uh, of organized government. I would agree. And then one day... Somebody was like, we have to have separation of church and state. Well, I don't know. Okay, so
2: uh, So I I think you're completely way off here. So if you have a predictable uh, extraction of resources or force being used to alter someone else's behavior, that is government. You see that in chimp behavior. Wait, what? And so, yeah, I would absolutely say that, as you pointed out, yeah, family is usually where government starts. And if, in fact, families, oh, I don't know, stopped beating their children, for example, then we probably wouldn't have it in our minds that this is acceptable human behavior for when government does the same thing on a larger scale. But we don't call a family a government, generally, like, again, in common parlance. Well, we don't call taxation theft in common parlance. All right. Does that make it not theft? But tithing is
1: the original taxation right and and as far as the government is concerned, it generally like the monarchies right mm-hmm. that existed, it yeah. was it started with "I am God, right, and then it was, well, I'm ordained by God, and then it was, well, I speak on behalf of God, right God speaks to me, and therefore I will relay the
0: communication right. to you but it like, was, you know it,
1: it 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 went through this progression because they couldn't keep up the facade that they are God. Hmm. Right, and then as well, Well, I'm not God, God, right, I'm, I just I'm ordained by God, I've I've spoken to God and he's he's commanded me to be your master and your leader. And then when that didn't work, well, then as well, God speaks to me and this I'm only, I'm the messenger for God. Right. And therefore, you must defer to me for all, you know, all communications to God.
0: Let's go to your calls and thoughts. Unscreened caller. What's your name, please? You're on Free Talk Live. You're on the air.
5: My name's Stephen. I'm calling from Georgia.
0: Hey, Stefan, what's on your mind?
5: Yeah, I'd like to add a comment on the religion discussion going on at the moment. Sure. Uh, first of all, uh, I do believe the Sumerians predated Hinduism, the oldest known religion, by at least a few thousand years. So I think um, I think society and governance definitely came before religion. But um, what I called in to say was, uh, I am of the belief that the absence of evidence for anything is a good enough reason to disprove its existence. And uh, furthermore, I get into a lot of discussions with uh, fundamentalist Christians, especially given the fact that I went to seminary and used to be one of them, Mm -hmm. which is the idea of, you know, you can't disprove my God any more than I can prove them, which uh, certainly is not the case across the board, especially when you look at individual religions like Christianity, for example, where you have things like the global flood which have been nominally disproven over and over again, um, based on the evidence we have and our understanding of the time period. So I definitely do believe that uh, the burden of proof is always going to be on the individual making the claim. And if you are certain that there is no God, then the absolute absence of evidence for that is more than enough of a claim. That's the same way that I am 100% certain there is no afterlife because it simply doesn't make any sense and because it just cannot be possible.
1: It also can't be proven or disproven.
5: The afterlife absolutely can be disproven.
1: How so? Who knows so, what happens example, after you die? This
5: is the this this is the option I always like to use. Right? Are you familiar with what a neutrino is?
1: Uh, the star, like the dead star. Or no. I... So
5: a neutrino is a tiny, tiny little particle. Okay. Its mass might actually be zero. They are so small that they phase through the earth, and yet somehow. We are able to detect these, not nearly as many as there actually are, but we're Sad able to claim. detect them. But when it comes to something like the soul, which is purported to be, you know, your inner man things like that that carries on after death, we haven't been able to detect this. Now, if the soul is so important and integral to who you are and the being you are, why is it that we are unable to detect something that's substantial? Now, we might have situations where it's like gravity and people are saying, well, what if it's there and we just haven't detected yet? Well, for example, we don't know what gravity is, but we can detect the force coming off of it. And I think if there was something as powerful as a soul that can, you know, controls our personality, who we are, you know, things like that. So it I, would I generally ag- I
1: generally detected. agree with you on your position, uh, but I I want to pose like some questions that make more sense to stoners. Like whoa, hmm. yeah man, yeah man. <laughs> so you're aware that there is there is light spectrums that the human eye cannot perceive.
5: Yes, but we've detected them.
1: And you're aware that there are sounds that the human ear cannot perceive.
5: Yes, but they have been detected.
1: And then, you know, there's the concept of nose blindness and taste blindness and all, like your, your five senses are not good enough to detect certain things. Well, yeah, sure. Okay. And so just because we've detected certain things again, is could just be a limitation on the technology at the moment to detect what the Christians or the people who believe in the afterlife would claim to be the soul. Like, there, there could be certain things, as you said, neutrinos just floating through the earth, right, that are indetectable, uh, or, you know, we, we're not able to perceive them, uh, but exist outside of our realm of perception.
5: So all processes in our universe emit some form of heat right no and they have some sort of energy to them even if we don't understand
2: what that energy is and that's why well
1: Pickles said no so he's
2: challenging the premise yeah i mean like uh, Mm -hmm. gravity for example itself does not in does not emit heat
5: sure it does it emits waves
2: maybe like there's some argument on that one still but waves are not heat It's energy. So so hold on. I'd like to go back to what you were saying. So there are... There's a spectrum of light that uh, wasn't discovered until relatively recently. Well, because you need the technology, you can't perceive it. Right, right. So now, if your original starting point was true, then that couldn't possibly be so, because there was an absence of evidence of X rays and gamma rays and so on and so forth, because those are too high frequency for us to detect through ordinary means. But that's the thing. Hmm. There was absence of evidence, but that was not evidence that there was no such thing as X-rays and gamma rays. That
1: yeah, and, and when presented with evidence, I, I reserve the right right, to change my opinion. But until such time sure. as evidence I, I think, is presented, yeah. I, I maintain my claim.
2: Is, is that an inviolable right?
1: <laughs> uh, to have an opinion? Absolutely. <laughs> to change your opinion? Yeah. It's an enviable <laughs> right.
2: Well, hey, uh, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603
0: 603- if you'd like to join us
1: I will change my opinion
2: regardless there's nothing I can do about it
0: will Richie Rich be violable will Peakless Mountaineer be the violator we'll find out more Free Talk Live is on the way
3: This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash dot org.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't say the only seven words you're not allowed <laughs> to say.
0: Yes, uh, otherwise, these. Mother FCCers might uh, have a problem with it.
1: Uh, You've got it, such an extended vocabulary, just don't use seven
2: of them and you're fine. FCC it, me in the donkey because I love Jesus. <laughs> in the donkey. Yeah.
0: The other day, I think it was uh, Steve Classic, he was like,
1: can we say
0: the D word?
1: No, that was me. Uh, was it you? Yeah.
0: Uh, I was like, let's go with Richard. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> but like, yeah, you could say Dick.
1: It's okay. Right. <laughs>
0: Because the, but it was interesting that, like, like I think, and a caller even said, yeah, he was being a Richard, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. Everybody's mm-hmm. seeing Richard now.
1: Well, and it's because, like, it was the Stefan Molyneux thing about, you know, organizing society peacefully. If you just don't be a dick, right, Right, then things go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a, a well-overlooked thing,
0: particularly, I think, or I feel anyway, I, I you know, evidence, mm, I don't know. But I feel like the amount of... Minutia arguments that I've seen amongst libertarian types, uh, voluntarists, anarchists, you know, libertarians, that kind of thing, is uh, that they're totally forgetting about don't be a dick. Yep. Right. Like, I I think, like, the non aggression principle and don't be a dick need to be on equal terms. Right. They need to be as um, flouted, as, uh, you know, held up as a thing because like without the don't be a dick one everybody's kind of a dick
2: maybe but there's <laughs> and like, then we all starve to
1: death but you you can you can be that guy right wherever you just don't be that guy right you can be that guy and still not violate the non aggression principle just no one wants to be around you right so well, then you're that guy that alone. people
2: don't realize about the whole non aggression principle thing there's always that possibility where it's like, okay, well you were doing something that is technically non-aggressive, but I value harming you more than I value my continued like status as someone that Ooh. others do not aggress upon. Okay. That is a thing that happens. So don't be a dick. Well,
0: humans are humans, right? Like the non-aggression principle thems fighting words is something, you know, that I would hope most people can can get down with, right? Like yeah. It's that old kindergarten thing, do unto others, right? Don't hit, don't steal, don't take people's stuff, right? The, these are just simple concepts that we all learned
1: as children Yeah, that we all agree are are pretty good concepts. But if you're going like, I'm not touching you, and then you get punched in the face, you probably should have saw it coming.
0: That Right. And that's what I'm saying is like, humans are humans, and they're going to do human things, which is why I think peakless and I have talked about this frequently uh, the opportunity for redemption needs to exist. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you add, don't be a dick, yeah. right, then you also must take into account redemption. So if you ever are a dick and you realize you've been one, you can be like, dude, I'm totally sorry I was a dick. How can I make it up to you? Or here's well, a token of my, you know, whatever.
1: But if you're if you're being that guy, if you're being a dick and someone punches you, right, then who's Who needs to apologize
2: to whom, and who needs to be redeemed? Well, the guy who punches you is no longer uh, entitled to my not punching him. Yeah, yeah, the the aggressor, Until he redeems himself? Until he redeems himself. What about the guy being a dick? What about him? Well, Captain just said... He has has a right to me not punching him, and that's all he has a right to. He does not have a right to me undermining every aspect of his life.
1: Okay. I mean, Captain, we were talking about redemption as as the guy who being a dick needed to be redeemed.
0: I want to talk about somebody who, at least in this particular instance, is not being a dick. Amplifier? That's an amplifier. That's right. The opposite of being a dick. Uh, This particular person has visited amps.freetalklive.com, where he has decided to give $5 per month to the AMPS program. Well, what is an Amps program? Well, Amps stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And so Jesse Thomas is today's amplifier. Uh, normally, I insert a joke about never trust a man with two first names, but because he's an amplifier, I'll 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 leave that one be. Ron Paul, ooh, politician. Um, okay, I trust him. So you would. Okay. Um, so Jesse Thomas is a silver level amplifier. Uh, And he gives $5 a month because, uh, I I presume, he enjoys the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the listeners, the message of peace, freedom, prosperity that we bring to the airwaves. And more importantly, he wants to see this show grow. We're on around 180, maybe 200 radio stations right now. We could be on 250, 300. 350 is not out of the question or more. It's all up to you, the listeners. If you like this program, if you like the content, if you enjoy the message that we bring, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again to Jesse Thomas.
1: One of these days you're going to thank someone who just forgot to cancel their subscription.
0: Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've done that already. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, you know. uh, Well, thank you for that last one anyway. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Thank you for not canceling your subscription. We appreciate you uh so we've been talking about, well, we've kind of been all over the place
2: with religion and atheism and oh, I, I wanted to make just one quick note on the like, well, if the soul's this powerful no. thing, then why haven't we had some detection of it? It's like, okay, um dark matter, dark energy uh we have no detection of those but people believe they exist and they're intensely powerful and there's this thing called renormalization where they like cancel out this insane amount of energy because it all seems to be balanced everywhere in the universe so there's there's wiggle room i think well i would
1: i would suggest that that's your language at work right it's an unknown phenomenon of which they put a
2: label on okay cool yep uh I'm just saying like that is the the sort of a thing that is indicative of the possibility of something like a soul in yeah. in the sense of like a, a physical thing as opposed to like a social thing, sure which as a social thing it's a really useful construct because it lets us do morality like really quickly and easily sure, and again
1: the as far as the the constructs are concerned, useful for certain things but not really existing. I'm
0: pretty sure uh segue. I'm pretty sure that Peekless, you're familiar with Peter Saint Unch. Mm-hmm. Are oh, you? Yeah. Nope. He's a he's an economist. Okay. Uh, I follow I, uh, him. I listen
2: to his uh weekly roundup podcast. He does a great
0: podcast. He uh he's on, on the Twitter and I follow him there. Okay. Um he's great on particularly from like our perspective. Okay. I don't know if he himself is a libertarian, ANCAP, anarcho capitalist. I uh, may have anarchist, his work, but I don't read his anything I highlights. have no idea, but like like it would actually mean more to me if he's not (laughs) because like his presentation
2: almost caters specifically to people who are okay um so at any rate well i think what happened to him is the same thing that happens to everyone who learns austrian economics he is a doctor by the way phd like okay once you learn austrian economics you either become good or evil Either you use this knowledge to be horrible to everyone for your own advantage, you know, like your, uh, your John D. Rockefeller, that sort of type, or you go, oh, I'd like to not be evil. So this is from p
0: r o f s uh, t o n g e profstong com. so his own blog. Right. Fed delivers the champagne to Wall Street and to Joe Biden's re-election. It's Christmas on Wall Street as the long-awaited pivot is here with Jerome Powell announcing the Fed's giving up on inflation and turning to that long-promised recession. The so- Giving up? What does that even mean? The so-called Federal Reserve dot plot, which measures Fed members' rate projections, went dovish, meaning inflationary, for the first time since the pandemic. Can you expand on that in layman's terms? What does he mean? The so-called Federal Reserve dot plot, which measures Fed members' rate projections, went dovish, meaning inflationary, for the first time since the
2: pandemic. Yeah, so I I think that everyone's making a much bigger deal out of this than it looks to me like it is. But so here's what happened: uh, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, got mm-hmm. up there and they and talked about this and released these uh, this. This plot of like, okay, here is what we the the several members of the Federal Reserve, we each got together and we will release this anonymously. But each one of these dots represents what we think the future uh, federal funds rate will be for the next three years. Okay, so
0: continuing on, Bloomberg was downright giddy, trumpeting that the great monetary pivot of 2024 is nigh. Stocks, bonds, and currencies all soared as the financial markets filled up the punch bowl and lined up the coke and hookers just
2: when Joe Biden's election campaign needed them most. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that even on the dot plot, two of the dots, uh, who knows which two those are, but two of the dots said, no, it is going to be completely exactly where it is right now for all of <laughs> all- 2024.
1: Sorry, fill me back in a little bit because... There's a lot of language in there that I'm trying to wrap my head around. They, so
0: basically, the Fed got up, they drew a graph.
2: I got with it. some dots on it. What are the it. What are these dots represent? Like where they think they, the interest rates are going to be? Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. What each of them uh, Each of them makes their guess of what the average federal funds rate is going okay. to be for for these years. And two of them guessed. That the that next year it's going to be exactly where it is right now on average all through okay. the year, and the, uh, the rest of them guessed that it will, will be, be lower, lower okay. uh, as an average next year. And people
1: got excited on Wall Street that it was going that the projection is going to be lower. Right. Okay. Uh, so excited. Well, we'll find out in a minute. Uh, all courtesy of a Federal Reserve that apparently has
0: traded the Paul Volcker baseball cards for a very clever inflation fighting strategy of let her rip and hope for the best. Indeed, Mike Alfred ventured that Janet Yellen and the big guy himself, Janet Yellen, intervened with some pointed dialogue with Jerome Powell about their ability to punish the Fed for
1: wrong think. So, okay, if we go back to your claim about the Austrian economists and the Austrian economics, Mm -hmm. right, the, the inflation, they control the inflation. They're the they're in charge of the money supply yes. at least for the United States. They're the central mm-hmm.
2: bank. Yes. Yeah.
1: So if they if they want to
2: reduce inflation, well, kinda. So they are in control of it, sorta. So the 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 well, other they control side of, the inflation. They don't well, control the so effects. Well, so here's the thing. The other thing is that, and this is sort of the unspoken actual thing that the Fed does is the money printing. Mm. But the money printing is done we'll at the behest of Congress. So Congress says we're going to spend this much more money than we took in in taxes. Okay. Now at that point, I mean there's the not f- much the that Federal, Federal Reserve's can hands do. are tied. Right. They have to wiggle something or waggle another something so that that much money comes into the the federal government's spending budget. So what's the point of calling it separate
1: and, you know, not a real government agency? Well, we get to
2: pretend that the government oh, okay. doesn't print money. Right. We're, because we're, that would be illegal if that's what they were doing. I which thought they were they just are. compelled
1: to buy treasury bonds, <laughs> and that's how the money got introduced. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the point of this
0: in just a minute, but we're sort of, you guys are talking sort of around the happenings, right? The thing that happened is, uh, you know, the Fed got up, they did a song and dance. Right, and then what Same happened? Old story. And then what happened? And everyone's like,
2: it's, uh, it's party time!
0: Markets reacted like a San Francisco junkie on a UBI. Yep, pooping in the street. With literally everything Kinda. going up except the dollar. On in, Wall Street. Including gold, which rallied $60 in the space of hours. As Bloomberg approvingly put it, Virtually no corner of financial markets was left out. It was the biggest one-day rally since 2009. Again, with the exception of the dollar. Note, notably the exception of the dollar, right? Okay. Everything else, they did this, like, big song and dance, big PowerPoint presentation, big, you know, graph with dots, and and the market was like, yeah! But, like, the dollar remained unaffected. Right. Notably. Yeah. Uh, Why did markets go wild? Well, because despite ongoing inflation, Jerome Powell just signaled the green light for a speculative mania. Last year was a lean one on the street with dark Jerome warning that pain is coming as he strangled financial markets to clear room for the federal government to spend everything their dark little hearts crave. Now Jerome (sighs) apparently traded his dark warnings about exuberance with all but begging Wall Street to exuberate away. The problem is, given inflation's nowhere near licked, this is essentially the Fed giving up. In a recent article, Peter St. Ange worried about the Fed repeating the catastrophic events of the 1970s stagflation when it eased in the eye of the storm and setting off another inflationary crisis. In fact, looking at core inflation, it's merely running at double the Fed's target. Yet, here's Jerome desperately flicking
1: matches on the next tissue fire boom. So, again, help me out. What does the Fed giving up, quote-unquote, look like?
2: Okay, so uh, what everyone thinks that the Fed has done is that they will no longer be suppressing prices by having these high interest rates. Okay. Okay. Now that's what everyone has has come to the conclusion that this means that that it means a there's not going to be any further rate hikes okay and b that the rates will in fact come down okay both of which mean that there's going to be easier money for everybody than oh. if they than if they uh, hiked rates again okay the so <laughs> in, in, inflating another bubble yeah now here's the thing though they didn't actually do anything. They kept rates exactly where they were at, but they announced that in the future they will bring them down at some point next year. And everybody went, yeah. maybe. I mean, that's how that's how speculation works, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and and it's worth pointing out that if they ever do, we are going to see a stock crash, like almost. I'm pretty sure, like. Every single time, no, there were two times where they brought rates down, and it didn't immediately get followed by a recession. Okay, and a stock crash. Because, like, whenever they bring the rates down, it signals that, hey, we had to bring the rates down because something's broken. So everyone goes, crap, I don't know what's broken. They sell all their stocks. Stock market plummets in a flash crash. Then people, like, kind of figure out what it was that broke, and they reallocate their resources. So a bunch of very rich people get stocks very, very cheap, and everyone's retirement plan uh, takes a serious hit.
1: Yeah, because you've gotten out of the stocks and into a devalued dollar. Right. All right. So what's next? The Fed's praying for a soft
0: landing, but the biggest problem is it's not going to work. The fer- this says the Feral Reserve. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Federal Reserve has never, in its 110 years of existence, pulled off a soft landing. Yeah, keep in mind the Fed is only 110 years old. And and already devalued the dollar down to nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The media hypes it every time, but it's a myth, a mirage, a fairy tale to help Wall Street traders sleep. In fact, the Federal Reserve has a single recession play. Hike till it breaks, then flood money to bail them out. The Fed just advanced us to the next stage of to the 70s. What comes next is mass bankruptcies, layoffs, and daily articles about the famous misery
1: index that we thought we're a distant memory. Let's let's pretend for a moment that we don't care about cryptocurrency. I know it's difficult, but for the people who are in the stock market who aren't going to, move I into remember crypto, that
2: dark world.
1: Well, there there are people there are people <laughs> in the stock market. I was and the in the Fed. Oh,
2: sorry. There are people that in the stock market was, that, that was aren't gonna, too hard.
1: Aren't going to get into crypto. Don't care about crypto. That's not where they're going to move <laughs> their money. Okay, fine. Fools, fine. fine. Right? Like, what's hypothetically speaking? What is their play? Gold. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, gold, r- real estate, maybe. Yeah, okay. You know, th- these so stock
1: are- market crashes, real estate and gold goes up.
0: Yeah, right. I, I, I have to think so. Real estate's kind of a sticky wicket because of the the way it's all like financed and taxed and the banks and and all that kind of stuff. But generally speaking, uh, owning land almost
2: is never a bad idea yeah it's kind of how they uh how they at least used to uh bribe their voter base okay. it was because you had a whole bunch of voters the like largest uh chunk of voters was you know baby bootamers, most of which like owned their own home Boomers, Boud- so the the people the people with the money already
1: have the land because poor people don't have land or houses, mm-hmm. right? And that's it's gotten worse over the last few years. So your question right. is, what's the poor people? It's plan? going to get better. It's not going to. Well, my question was the people on Wall Street, yeah, okay, right? Like the right. the people with the The poor people they they have like
2: no choice in this. Yeah, yeah. They're just going to get poor because they can't do anything. A lot of them are going to uh, buy treasuries, which is it's their version of having dollars.
1: Okay. I just don't know how you get. Uh, I don't know how you go from like stocks which presumably indicates some sort of value in whatever company you're, mm-hmm. you're buying into, into worthless dollars, and that's, like, the best play you have. Like, and oh, yeah, I'm no, that's
2: selling everything. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing, because dollars have a predictable uh, rate of decline. Okay. whereas stocks have a completely unpredictable outcome. Well, and if you look at if you look at the big movers and shakers, uh, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, J.P. Morgan, like the heads of these things are selling huge amounts of their stocks. Got it. So, yeah, that is exactly what they're doing. They are moving from stocks which tend to go up but sometimes crash into dollars now right. af- if you wait until the stock market crash and you're already in dollars and then when there's so called blood in the streets even if it's yours that's when you buy you spend your dollars or dollar equivalents you know sell your treasuries Whatever, to sure. get those stocks, then you get right back in where you were on the cheap, have a whole bunch of extra money, and have more stock. I want to give like just a little bit
0: of a one oh one to the lay people in Listener Land. Because when we start talking about economics, there is all this like language that like when you start using these words, people sort of like, uh, what that means and they they kind of tune out or whatever. So uh as a person who spent a large portion of his life, very poor. I can tell you uh, the layman's version of some of these things. So uh, you're living paycheck to paycheck. You, uh, you make less than what your outgo is. You're just worried about buying food, paying your rent, that kind of a thing. How can you possibly uh, shield yourself from this oncoming economic storm? That would be good information. Mm. Uh, so the first thing I want you to understand is what is an asset? Right. When we talk about economics, oftentimes people say, well, you have to leverage your assets. Okay, so in poor man's terms, me having been a formerly poor person, the only asset that I really ever had was an electric guitar. Hmm. Right now, this asset I was able to leverage by taking it to the pawn shop Mm -hmm. and obtaining a loan on said guitar. Right. Let's say the guitar was worth. 500 bucks. you take it to the pawn shop, at most they're going to give you like 100 bucks on a loan that you have to pay within 30 days. Hopefully you've, you know, looked ahead at your pay schedule, what, you know, your rent is doing, right, what your bills are, and you've determined that, yes, I can indeed either pay back this loan in its entirety or at least pay the interest on it when the 30-day uh, period ends so that I can buy myself another 30 days to pay off the whole thing. So let's say the interest rate is thirty bucks, right? You borrow a hundred, you owe a hundred and thirty to get your five hundred dollar guitar back, right? You're leveraging the asset, the guitar. Leveraging means pawning, right? You're getting money. Somebody's loaning you something on your
2: asset so that you can pay your bills, right? right? This is layman one hundred one. Yeah. Leveraging your asset is using your asset as collateral for a loan, right? So that you can maintain whatever, you know, your lifestyle
0: is, pay your bills, pay your mortgage, whatever it is. That that that's kind of the thing. So, now you've engaged in a market opportunity, right, where mm-hmm. now you have to figure out how you're going to get the money to pay that off, right? And with a pawn shop loan, you know, it's pretty easy. You either uh, pay it off in full, get your guitar back, or you pay the 30 bucks and they renew it for a period, whatever that period is. Some pawn shops are one month, 30 days. Some pawn shops are 90 days. So that 30 bucks might be due in 90 days just to renew the loan. They'll continue to hold on to your asset until you either pay it off you or pay the interest or you do neither and then you have uh, lost the asset. The asset now becomes theirs. How is this
1: helping poor people?
0: I'm explaining terminology. Okay. All right. Poor people frequently believe that they have no leverage. Because living paycheck to paycheck, I can't save anything. I can't buy real estate. I can't pawn my food. I can't. Well, no, you can't. But oftentimes people neglect to look at what they do have as an asset that they can leverage, and so that's all that that means. Is that you have something that somebody else might value? You could sell it. You could get a loan on it. These are things that a lot of people don't take advantage of. And buy into the stock market when it's blood in the streets? uh, I'd put it into something like crypto myself, but that's just me. 603 283 6160. More free talk live is coming up, including Who Hands Up Medical Records?
3: free talk live
0: welcome back thank you for tuning in and listening to tonight's edition of free talk live we are a live call in radio program where you can call and talk about whatever is on your mind the telephone number 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Bakeless Mountaineer. And... and Richie Rich. Before we go on, you can Confuse learn. Me with the end. You can learn about the awesome things happening in New Hampshire in our march towards liberty in our lifetime. And our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, political freedom victories, and they also have a couple of best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you're registered at move.freetalklive.com visit their youtube channel porcupine real estate for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com all right so i was uh, i was you know doing a little bit of 101 on language uh when it comes to uh, finance right mm-hmm. because uh we start talking about economics all this language comes up that most people are like, what does that mean so we've covered what an asset is we've covered what a loan is uh we've covered what leverage is uh we talked about this a little bit off the air uh i want to talk about how do you leverage something to your advantage how do you as a person who can't afford to buy a house how do you make money in real estate without buying an actual house right because most people are like well the have you seen the price of houses? I mean, three, right. four hundred thousand. I think is the average now
1: Find in some the States. Going so, on it together,
0: there is something uh, n- sort of well, my n- newish. Friends are poor. There is something sort of newish. Uh, fractional real estate investing is a real thing now. Um, I I'm not advertising for this company. I do not uh, use this company. I've only been monitoring them for a little over a year now, maybe a year and a half.
1: I will say I invented it in 2015.
0: That's fine. Okay. But they offer a fractional real estate investing product that you can get into for something like five or 600 bucks. Nice. Mine would have been cheaper. And the idea is that it's a whole bunch of, it's kind of like a crowdsource, right? A whole bunch of people get together, throw 500 bucks at them. They go out and buy some sort of real estate, which they then turn around and rent. So it's usually an apartment building, something along those lines that they purchase. And then after the management fees and, you know, the mortgage and the taxes and all that stuff is paid, uh, they divvy up whatever profits uh, are left over at the end of the month out of their investments and then give you the option. Would you like to take your profits? So let's say it was, yeah, I don't know, 50 bucks, right? You put in your five or six hundred bucks and they're like, hey, uh, it's the end of, uh, you know, this period. And, uh, you know, you've made 60 bucks. Well, let's call it 50 bucks for easy math. You've made 50 bucks. What do you want to do? Do you want us to put that in your bank account or do you want to roll it over and increase the amount of money you've invested so that the next time there's a payout, you get a bigger chunk? So instead of 50 bucks, you might get 60 or something like that. Uh, so for the first time in human history that I'm aware of, fractional real estate investment is possible even for those who can't afford to buy a house.
1: So it's been around if- since 2015. So so if
0: you can get up enough money, right? Uh, pawn a guitar, you know, sell a power tool, I don't know. You know, w- I don't know how you're going to go about doing this, but if you can get up enough money, there are organizations like this one that I'm talking about. I'm not going to name them on on air. I don't want to, you know, give people uh free advertising, right? But you can go find them online uh where they do this fractional real estate investing. And you can benefit from it even though you can't afford to buy a house. Maybe you're saving up to buy a house and you want to make that down payment even bigger. Maybe you, you only have 500 bucks in the bank. Maybe you only have 1000 bucks in the bank. You can take a, a portion of that, put it into something like this, get yourself a passive income of 30 to 50 bucks a month going on, and just keep stacking that until finally you have enough for your down payment.
2: And as I understand, you could uh, use that fractionalized share as part of the uh, collateral to make your uh, down payment on your own house a little easier for you.
0: Yeah, you can also do creative things like if you are working a Joe job and you have a 401k, you can actually roll money from your 401k into this fractional real estate uh, type of organization. And then now your real estate investment is tax-free. So it's a very interesting concept that uh, you know you just have to be smarter than the system to figure out how you're going to benefit from it, whether you're going to do it pre-tax or post-tax and that kind of a thing, right? Like, do your research before you jump into anything. S- Don't be like, Captain said a thing on air, and I did it, and I lost a bunch of money. Don't do that.
1: Smarter than the system is a
2: dangerous game, man. The it- house always wins. Yeah, but the house is also always bribing. Okay. So I mean, no, that's why that's why uh in general, in general, uh home values go up. In spite of the fact that the homes themselves are slowly falling apart. Yes. Right. Because they're bribing their voter base. And if you can trust them to continue to, vi- to bribe this voter base, then this is probably a good investment but you never know they might just be like yeah you know our math tells us that this much of the boomers have died off so we're just not going to keep this propped up any longer
1: that was my biggest fear at the beginning of this current i'm going to say real estate bubble mm. was the the value would go down but go up in in real dollars Mm. right like you would you would lose purchasing power even though you got paid more for your house when you sold it later yeah right because of the inflationary pressures pressed against you know the, the devaluation
2: i was like oh man they're gonna think they got away you know pe- people who sell Oh, later, and what sucks is that you have to pay taxes on that anyway yeah. not on the purchasing power on the added dollars right right yeah yeah which were then worth <laughs> less later yeah now um Just as a general heads up, I'd like to point out now, uh, people might all be right about them uh, uh, lowering the Fed funds rate in March. That seems to be what everyone's sort of pointing to.
0: Hold on on to that thought. I just want to make a mention. The reason that I mentioned this fractionalized uh, real estate uh, type of investment is because Richie Rich posited the scenario where we're going to pretend that cryptocurrency doesn't exist. If I had 500 bucks... I would probably put it into cryptocurrency before I put it into real estate. But if, like, that's not your thing, right, this real estate option might be a good idea.
2: And and crypto's super volatile right now. So, like, depending on whether that uh, spot ETF gets uh, approval from the SEC or not, in January, like, real specifically, between the 5th and the 10th of January... Yeah. This either will or will not happen, and if it does happen, then crypto is going to go to the moon. And if it doesn't happen, then down, down to Goblin Town, as they say. And so, me, like, good luck on that it's one. Go- it's Goblin it's Town. super volatile right now. Uh, let me. Whereas be, after that point, after it either does or does not happen, well, then you only have to worry about the volatility of the entire market.
1: Let me be clear. Also, then the only reason I put that hypothetical out there. Is because I'm not convinced that a lot of people who are in the stock market are at the level where they're considering cryptocurrency. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we, I wanted I wanted to take that out of the equation yeah. on what to do if you like if you're in the stock market. Right. Again, the the presumption is that this is the value of the companies that you're invested in, yeah. and the stock crashes. Like Apple's going to make the same amount of phones they did yesterday. Right, Budweiser's gonna produce the same amount of beer as they did yester- yesterday, right. But their valuation is like fifty percent less all of a sudden. That to me makes no sense. But if you're gonna sell and you're gonna go into dollars, because that's what selling means, like you're 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 getting more dollars, um, and you know that the dollar's going down through to in you know, inflation and who knows about yeah. hyperinflation later, it's that doesn't seem wise. So they have to go somewhere. And, I just wanted, and they're not going into crypto necessarily, so where else would you go? And you guys said gold and metals and other things. Right. Like, and, oh, and, real and that's how well, real estate yeah. came into, and so into play. Here's,
2: here's the thing. So let's, uh, let's take crypto out of the equation here for a we, second. Okay. Okay, so I'm convinced that some crazy nonsense is going to happen specifically in March of next year. So you've got uh, uh, this thing called the reverse repo rate, which is basically banks uh, putting their money in a bank, Okay. Only, it's a super bank bank, so that you actually get a decent return off it. So that is drawing down to zero in about March. You've got uh, household savings, which is also drawing down to about zero in about March, somewhere between uh, uh, January and, and April. You've got uh, the bank term funding program, which was the only way they stopped uh, the handful <coughs> of banks. Uh, collapsing from collapsing just an absolute swath of banks now that comes up for like in theory ending in march yeah. and then and the fed is in kind of a, a rock and a hard place there because either they take their one year temporary emergency program and make it not an emergency program which you know makes everyone kind of lose faith in the dollar or they let a whole bunch of banks go under by letting this temporary program end. When well, it, even when when less the, reason uh, to want to be back in oh, the. Dollar. And that's and that's on the eleventh of March. When is the? I am
0: um, uh, trying to remember what it's called. It's all of the. Uh, it's all of the real estate that was previously leased to like office space and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the
2: commercial real when estate. When is that? That. Is that March as well? Um, well, so that uh, that one's way more complicated. There's not just this like giant single lump that is set for that. Okay, it's kind of spread out over a term. So I don't know. Okay, all right. I for but some that, reason I had it in the back of my that head is, that there was yeah, something that is, about
0: that also you know coming due in March. Yeah, we're yeah, like that is, where uh, like people are going to have to make a decision. Like, no, I no longer want to lease this, and now all of a sudden there's going to be a bunch of empty real estate that's not leased which right. means people aren't going to be able to pay their mortgages on the buildings mm-hmm. because they don't have enough renters to pay it, and so that, that'll that add to the, the credit crisis. Yeah. Um, one thing I can say to uh, really everybody, my opinion is that uh, do not save in dollars. Like, I would there is ordinarily, no reason. I would ordinarily no reason, be
2: with you on that. I think that we are in extraordinary times. I, I agree, which and is why And at this I'm particular moment, I would absolutely say as is very unusual, you should actually save in dollars. I I would rather for, a, for this very specific window of until we see what happens in March. Like it's uh,
0: the holiday season's coming up, right? Let's say uh, you know some relative sent me a thousand bucks, right, for Christmas. That's never going to happen, but let's just say it happened. I would much rather take that thousand bucks and put it into an electric guitar than I would to sit on it, put it in a bank. And save it, quote unquote. I'd much rather put that thousand bucks. I know we're pretending that cryptocurrency doesn't, but I'd put it there. I'd much rather put that thousand bucks into goldbacks, into gold coins, silver coins, something other than dollars, because the dollar has lost over ninety nine percent of its
2: value. But it does so slowly, and that's the thing. If you if you put your money in it's, something that's it's going faster to faster than
0: ever right now,
2: I think Peakless is more concerned with volatility. Right, so that's the that's thing. why
0: I favor the hard asset. So,
2: like, let's well, say but gold is volatile as well. <laughs> well, right. So, okay, let's say that you've got uh, your five hundred bucks from Christmas, and you put it into that uh, fractionalized uh, real estate. Uh, real estate, yep. right? So now you've got a little fraction of real estate instead of your five hundred bucks, and it's paying me, you know, twenty bucks a month right. or whatever. Right, and passive then- income. And then let's say we have a 2008 occurrence. So that real estate is now worth crap and you're not getting your rent paid. Or your 500, in order to uh, sell that
1: asset, that fractional asset, you can only get 200 bucks for it.
2: Right. So that's a bad situation to be in. Sure. Whereas if you'd held on to your 500 bucks, wait until this happens, and then you buy your fractional uh, share, you could have gotten two of them
1: right but you're playing a big game of what if at that point well that's why you guys are giving different advice right yeah right it's one one of them is more likely to occur than the other
2: and one of them is more risk averse than the other Mm -hmm. right and that's why i'm a big fan of half okay so like maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong So, okay, so I've got this, you know, uh, investable amount of whatever it is. Yeah. And like, okay, I'm concerned that something's going to happen in March that makes things really cheap for me to buy stocks or crypto or gold or whatever. Well, I'll go ahead and put half in now because at the moment, prices are going up. So I'll get in before the prices go up because I could be wrong. Okay, and I'll keep the other half. Well, okay, but like, and put that in. I want to break even at the end. I, either, I'm,
0: I, I'm t- attempting, at least in my mind, attempting to uh, sort of cater my conversation to uh, the poor. Right yeah. now, I know poor people who you know minimum wage job burger flippers, whatever you want to call them who, you know, they get like their income tax return every year or maybe they get a a little bonus at the end of the year. Their employer is like, hey, there's an extra hundred bucks on your check. Thanks a lot. Right. That kind of thing. Like the habits of of the poor are such that they rarely get anything that gets them ahead of the curve. And so because they rarely get it, they do things. And I've seen this in action. uh, They'll blow it all on pull tabs. I don't know if you know what pull tabs are, but uh, you go to the bar. You're talking like scratch tickets. It's kind of like that. You go to the bar and it's like three tabs on a card. You open them up, and if it's got a line through it, you win whatever the prize is at the end
1: All of right. that thing. So they're gambling. So they're
0: gambling. Yes, right. it's a gambling game that you play. Or uh, they will go buy scratch tickets. Uh, they will buy several lottery tickets. Right? Uh, they will. They will put that money somewhere far more risky. <laughs> Than something like real estate or something yeah. like gold or something like property, uh, you know, something like a tangible asset like a guitar or something rare.
1: Well, I would say that those people are poor by choice then. Right. Not by not necessarily by circumstance. You can do they could do things, they have the they I have the capability to do well, things I don't know with that, their money.
0: I don't know that most well, of these people have the knowledge. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they don't, but I don't know that they do. Okay. Right? Um, You know, for the folks that I know that are in, we'll call it a poverty like situation. You know, I I do what I can to help educate yeah. them and give them some advice when I can if they ask. But I'm also not going out and evangel I'm not going out and yeah. being like, dude, you suck, you're dumb, you don't know what to do, right? Like I'm not yeah. like I'm not talking down
2: it's to your people, fault, you're poor. right? Well, if,
1: sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, sometimes it, is. it is. Yes. Well,
2: it's But if they
1: show any,
2: Partly your fault.
1: if they show any interest your responsibility. in in
0: attempting to get themselves out like yeah. Like I, I know a guy who don't
1: buy scratchers.
0: Recently yeah. had a kid, and so it changed his perspective on life. Right? Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh man, I got to start thinking different. I got a kid now. Mm-hmm. You know, normally what I'd do with my tax return is go blow it at the bar and buy a bunch of lottery tickets, and you know, blah blah blah. Right? I'd go to yeah. the casino, and maybe I'd make up, maybe I wouldn't. Whatever. He's like, but now I got to think about stuff.
1: Yeah. You know? And like how Generally do I take being Poor is expensive. Right. And how yeah. do I like for for the
0: poor really the big question is is how do I take whatever little bit of money i eventually get somehow some way maybe it's because i get paid by the week and this month i get the quote unquote extra paycheck
1: yeah that's mm. not
0: dedicated to a thing because the four paychecks paid for my rent and whatever or it's the tax return or it's some sort of a bonus or they earned a commission somehow you know that th- these are the kinds of things i'm talking about how does how does a poor person take some little quantity of money
1: and make that money make money for them not by leaving it in the bank. Yeah. Bingo. But the yeah, the so... riskier the riskier the proposition the, the the bigger chance you have of making that a lot of money comes with the greater risk of
2: losing it. Right. So right. like you can your scratcher, win the lottery. your yeah. pulled yeah, yeah, like the all of those. Really high reward, extremely low probability. Yeah. So uh, I run into this with uh with crypto when you're looking at different kinds of cryptocurrencies. So like if you or put the that new ICOs. In, yeah, like if if you put that in Bitcoin, you know it's not going to zero. It has the lowest probability of going to zero. Right. But you also know it's not going to suddenly be worth a thousand times what it's worth yeah. now. Tomorrow, that train has passed. Right. The, the people that got on that train early
1: and got their ten thousand fold returns. Right. Like we're unlikely
2: to see that in the in the modern yeah. cycle. If you see that, you have more things to worry about because it means the dollar has has poofed, which now, is likely as well. Right. Poof. Right. Now and it's gone. Now, a a little, oh, look, a new meme coin with a dog on it. Well, I mean, that might very much have as much value as your scratch ticket, but it also might 100x. So you might, you know, put 10 bucks in that, and suddenly you've got a 1,000 bucks. I was talking to a friend about this years ago when it was almost at its
1: minimum. Like And he, he pulled up the chart, and he goes, like, look at this. You know, Dogecoin was like point zero 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 three, and he's like, you know, I've and as he's showing me this, like, I'm gonna invest right now. I want to put some money in right now. I'm like, why? He goes, well, because the the downside risk is almost nothing Mm -hmm. because it can only go down like two more decimal points, (laughs) right, right. But the upside, like, if it ever does swing back into cycle, and it did with Elon. Right, was, it was like a whole dollar. Right, and so if you you know, if you put like a hundred bucks in at like point zero 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 three, right, and all of a sudden it's a dollar. Well, y- you've made out like a bandit. Yeah. So you, if yeah. if
0: Doge ever hits one penny, uh, I'll be a wealthy man. Okay. I don't think it's ever going to, but
1: eh, who am I to say? I so you know got anything. it. You got in after the dollar spike because it did. did go up to a dollar. I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh. Uh, and I only did it because um, I was trying to get another friend of mine into crypto. Okay. And, of course, all the at the time, at that moment, all the press was Doge, 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 Doge. Yeah. Right. And he's like, dude, I threw like 100 bucks at Doge. I know it's only worth .000 or 000, whatever the hell it was at the
2: time. Well, it's actually um, worth almost $0.10 cents now, so. I'm like. You mean if it's worth a dollar? No, I'm you'll sorry, not man. Doge, uh, Shiba Inu. Oh, okay. Shiba, Shiba Inu, Inu.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so he threw a hundred bucks at Shiba Inu. Sorry, it wasn't Doge, it was Shiba. Whatever. Inu. Uh, so he threw a hundred bucks at it because that's you know. I was like, do your research. He's like, no, I'm getting Shiba Inu. <laughs> he didn't do any research. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, you know what? Just to play along, I'll throw a hundred bucks at Shiba Inu as well, and that way he and I can communicate about the market. <sighs> you know, is it going up? Is it going down? What's Shiba you know up yeah. to? You know, how, do we? Uh, what, what do we call it? Speculates, right, on what it's it definitely might do. Speculative. Right. You know, can we you know he you know, maybe at some point he'll want to learn how to transduce Shiba Inu. But if you've got a hundred dollars to spend or
1: something like that? Yeah. If you have a hundred if you have a hundred dollars you're like, I'm I can set this on fire. Like I care so little about this hundred dollar bill, then you can speculate on any number of the you know, the the new coin offerings, the initial coin or any other crypto right. that comes along that they're Pumping and dumping. I I did it because I out.
0: consider this particular person a brother of mine. Right? Sure, you know, and I want to you know help educate him on how cryptocurrency works, yeah. how wallets work, how speculation works, and all that kind of stuff. But if
1: you're poor, right, and you can't afford to burn that, maybe you don't speculate <laughs> on those types of cryptos.
2: Yeah, if I was if I was poor and trying to like get out of that with this i'd be uh, farming airdrops like you can take tiny tiny amounts of money move it around and sometimes they will just drop these coins on you you can sell i would again say half and suddenly you've got something that might go up and you've got some actual money six zero three two eight three six one six zero
0: how do poor people create wealth If you've got an answer to that, give us a call. We've got more Free Talk Live coming up. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. It is the final segment already. Wow. This show has gone by rather quickly of the Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. And? Pigless Mountaineer. And? Richie Rich. <laughs> We're all, like, jumping the ends here. That's very nice. Uh, th- I,
2: I was just waiting <laughs> to see if you wanted to go second this time. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with the rotation,
1: but... Usually you don't say and, and then I like caught to me, keep you caught me on your toes. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought you said and before him.
1: This time I did. Oh, ta- that okay. was payback right. for the last time. Ah, I see. All right. So now it's all even. Even Stephen. Even Stephen. Half. Half. Half.
0: <laughs> uh, this hour of Free Talk Live has been brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees, of course, have made Bitcoin rather useless for purchases. But Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a tech standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chain Locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and it's in multi-crypto wallets as well. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right. We've been talking a whole bunch about economy. Speaking of
2: ways for poor people to become rich with just a little investment.
0: Yeah, let's uh, unpretend. Like, okay, come back to reality. Cryptocurrency does exist. Yeah. Oh, um, If I'm a young person, like, I don't even have a bank account at this point, right? My parents, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm 10, 12 years old, something along those those lines. Uh, and, like, I'm starting to figure out that you need money to get by in the world, mm-hmm. right? uh how do you hustle as a kid right now well uh i think uh, richie rich uh, during the break you were talking about uh,
1: you had a box of some candy oh yeah this this was a negative uh experience Storm. for me hey. because i had a box of candy that i okay. sold parts of it in school to make some money because you know kids want candy and i had some and i also like money more than i like the candy at the time yep um so I sold the candy and then made you know a couple bucks off of a box of pocky. Okay, um, and then my dad stole the money from me because I, I'm not allowed to sell it apparently. Right, so just if you
2: like the government, he, but taxed at 100. percent Well, you didn't have a license to sell that candy.
1: Yeah, right. So
0: if you're just starting out in life, uh, you know, maybe you have a job, maybe you don't. I don't know, but hustle is one of the I don't know, man. It's like a tenet of life. Mm. for me anyway like you got to figure out how to hustle up some money when you need it now if you're living at home with your parents that's great continue to do so for as long as you can as long as you financially can stand it and of course personally can stand it uh because that will allow you to save walls are more and walls but, are thin. but you know don't just rely on the job to get you by you have to do things outside the job you have to hustle right side gigs side work uh, make something, make art. I don't know. Do something, sell a service, a product, mow a lawn, uh, snow blow a driveway, shovel a driveway for somebody. Uh, all of these kinds of things. This is hustle. You can take a very small amount of money these days, particularly with cryptocurrency,
1: and do okay. I, I respect that uh, answer, yes. that suggestion, that advice. We shouldn't have to, man. Like, if they didn't devalue the dollar, we could still get away with just working our normal job, Mm. having more leisure time, not having to focus our mental energy of what should be recuperating from whatever job we have into doing more work.
2: Yeah, like you were teasing a story about the American dream, right? And a lot of of what that comes down to for a lot of people is the idea that if you work hard, you can get ahead. and. You know, some people believe that used to be true but isn't true now. And a lot of what would make that true You have to work smart. Well, if we weren't being stolen from every moment of every day by money printing, then it would be possible for honest hard work. You would certainly earn more
0: yes, you would certainly earn more and get ahead faster than than you would be able to today. Absolutely one hundred percent.
2: But we live in the absolute peak of human thievery. Throughout the world, everyone on earth is the constant victim of at least one set of thieves, yep every moment of every day it's It's the golden age of thievery, so you have to protect yourself with the the new technology that has come out. To shield yourself from thievery. Yeah.
0: So you guys are talking about what if I'm talking about what is. Right? Yeah. What
2: it's, is is yeah. we live in a world what with is, cryptocurrency. We, we,
0: we live. Yeah. We live in a world with crypto. We live in a world where yes, we are at peak thievery, and so the only way for you to get ahead is to hustle. And I'm specifically saying hustle outside the system yeah. and cash jobs. Have a rummage sale. Put stuff up on Craigslist for cash or crypto. Right, because Craigslist has that ability. You can put something on Craigslist and go cryptocurrency. Okay, mm-hmm. that also presumes you have assets. Well, right. everyone has assets of some kind, and if you don't, you can make an asset. Okay, right. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to be creative to hustle. Mm-hmm. Right, you have to. It's just it's what is right now. It shouldn't be. I agree with you, but it's just what is. If you want to get ahead, you want to uh, get out of your poverty state. You have to hustle. Yeah. Well,
1: the the okay then. The unfortunate thing with what is is you have. Um, I'm going to call them the generation, right? The Generation Z, whatever that that pick, age. Take a group. generation, sure. Well, within that age group, like I'm not talking about Boomers and Gen Xers or whatever. Then 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 announce the age group instead of the the, the label. Well, like th- age what to what? Uh, teens to mid twenties, maybe even thirties. Okay, so fifteen to thirty. Sure, why not? Okay. Like that age group is is at a point where they look around and they know they're in a bad situation. Yep. Right. What am I to do? And one of the easiest options presented to them is vote for this guy and we'll give you some of the rich people's money. And they want the free stuff. Like the I want free health care. Right? I want I want universal basic income. Mm-hmm. I want I don't want to struggle to go work for some guy right who's even though he pays me the same as he did yesterday is worth less today like they right. they don't want it and and I agree with them that they shouldn't want it why would you do yesterday why would you do yesterday's work today for less money yeah right why why would you do that but the option presented to them is not Hustle, because you're getting the same worthless dollars even if you hustle. So tomorrow you got to hustle twice uh, as hard.
0: Right, but you're missing out on what I'm saying. The I'm, saying I'm saying yeah. hustle and then take your dollars and put it into something other than
1: dollars. Sure. That, yeah. that takes a little bit of effort and time and knowledge and whatever. Creativity. Sure. But but the easier, the easier option presented to them is just vote differently and we'll give you the stuff for free. Yeah, well, that hasn't worked
0: out for anybody, has it?
1: Uh, depends where you are again if you if you're on that bottom level of the scale and i mentioned you know i'm not going to mention names because i don't have names but the example given during the break right is there is a person that i am aware of Mm. who gets 3500 bucks a month by the state just because she has some kids right yeah and no job no productive value but survivable income generally at least here in new hampshire survivable income with no productivity And And why
2: would you not choose that? And consider the paradise that is California. Now, these people voted (laughs) for, for elected representatives that would give them free stuff. And, you know, eventually it accumulated to the point where they can now just walk into any shop, steal as much as they want, as long as it's less than $950 total, and just walk out. And they know that they will be safe. So, like, they can get as much free stuff... As they want. So why not so do it that? So it worked. It worked. Electing people to give them free stuff was very effective. It's not free stuff. Well, it's free to them. It's stolen. Yes. That's how free to them works. I understand.
0: Um, and I don't really want to table this discussion, but I yeah. did mention before we went to break that uh, there is a story about medical records that I wanted to get to to uh, so table in discussion even so, though he doesn't want to so we are for a minute i i just want to make this is from com. cvs rite aid walgreens hand out medical records to cops without warrants all right now some folks out there are thinking that uh, you know like hipaa you know uh, there there's some laws yeah, right? about medical privacy why are these people handing out uh,
2: you know medical records to law enforcement Well, you see, there's a deity, and that deity has chosen the police to—oh, wait, sorry. Wrong religion. All of the big pharmacy
0: chains in the U.S. hand over sensitive medical records to law enforcement without a warrant. And some will do so without even running the request by a legal professional, according to a congressional investigation. The revelation raises grave medical privacy concerns, particularly in a post-Dobbs era in which many states are working to criminalize reproductive health care, even if people in states with restrictive laws cross state lines for care, oh. pharmacists in massive chains such as CVS can access records across
1: borders. So this is like the morning after pill. All there, right.
0: there, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're thinking. Lawmakers noted the pharmacy's policies for releasing medical records in a letter dated Tuesday to the Department of Health and Human Services. Secretary Xavier Becerra uh, the letter was signed by some reps from you know, different states, said their investigation pulled information from briefings with eight big prescription drug suppliers. They include the seven largest pharmacy chains in the country, CVS, Walgreens, Boots Alliance, Cigna, OptumRx, Walmart Stores, the Kroger Company, and Rite Aid. The lawmakers also spoke with Amazon Pharmacy. All eight of the pharmacies said... They do not require law enforcement to have a warrant prior to sharing private and sensitive medical records, which can include prescription drugs, a person used or uses, and their medical conditions. Instead, all the pharmacies hand over such information with nothing more than a subpoena, which can be issued by government agencies and does not require review or
1: approval by judge. Okay. Well,
2: that's despicable.
1: Yeah, but what are, again, what are they going after? Like, what what cause does the police or whomever have to even inquire? Like, I, what I, are they investigating?
2: Because they feel like it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, then they can just get the whole database and just get access to the whole database. They can look at whatever they want, just integrate it in with the police system. When you put your private data into
0: a private entity... You should, in my opinion, have some
1: sort of uh, uh, expectation of privacy. I mean, maybe I went to a dispensary in California and waited outside because I'm like, I'm not giving them my ID and going into like that database.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is why they uh, they do the end user license agreement, right? Is so that it's very clear they whether or them. not, yeah, yeah, or or like, yes, I agree to the terms and conditions. Wherein, which, you know, of course you never read, but it is spelled out whether or not they're going to be selling your information or uh, just handing it away. Three. So then when they make this agreement, and then they violate it because the cop said so, when they're not legally required to do that, it's definitely a breach of trust. Yeah.
0: Three of the pharmacies, CVS Health, the Kroger Company, and Rite Aid, told lawmakers they didn't even require their pharmacy staff to consult legal professionals before responding to law enforcement requests at a pharmacy counter. According to the lawmakers, CVS, Kroger, and Rite Aid said, their pharmacy staff face extreme pressure to immediately respond to law enforcement demands, and as such, the companies instruct their staff to process those requests in store. The rest of the pharmacies... Uh, at least require that law enforcement requests be reviewed by some sort of legal professional, maybe an internal attorney or something like that, before pharmacists respond. But only Amazon said it had a policy of notifying customers that law enforcement had demanded uh, the pharmacy records unless there were legal prohibitions to doing so, such as a gag
1: order. So, again, we got to get into the minutiae a little bit because mm-hmm. they said, we'll give it away without a warrant. But you also said that but they were provided a subpoena.
2: Well, some were, some weren't. Some of them specifically said there, no, if the cop walks up to the counter and asks for this person's uh, private medical details. So this is
0: the same as um, when I first went to work at a, uh, let's call it a gas station, a convenience store gas station kind of thing. They were a chain. And so they had training. On uh, maybe you guys have had this if you've ever worked like fast food or something like that in in a city they have training on what to do if you get robbed mm-hmm. right somebody comes in points a gun in your face give me the money you know whatever that kind of a thing basically just go ahead and do it like that's the training the training is somebody comes in with a gun points it at your face give me the money you go ahead you give them some money right that's basically the training right yep uh, this is the exact same training only now it's pointed at law enforcement so if law enforcement comes in and of course they have a badge and a gun. Right? They're like, yeah, go ahead give them whatever. We don't care. <laughs> That's the sure. training here. There, There's no, um, there's not even a, a, a hint, not even a whisper of like they give a crap about your information in any way, shape, well, or form. if
1: this was a violation of HIPAA, someone would be able to bring suit. It
2: is, well, and they do.
0: Even if it's not, they still should like, m- no, I'm sorry, this is private information understand please present me or something
1: you know what i mean like well you also like you're also talking about a cashier who doesn't care about your medical records right the cop comes in correct they're 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 not going to stand on principle to protect some random person in their computer system
2: right right why would they Put the, now well, they're risk. Go ahead and, and look at the perspective of the of the pharmacy company, right? Sure. So you know you're Rite Aid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the option of you can either risk the ire of the police, which means they might bring bring you up on obstruction charges. Of course, they're absurd and incredibly unjust, but they might do it anyway.
3: Or and at risk the very the least, ire of
2: the consumer, right? Right. You might have a consumer who is so irritated that you told someone about his erectile dysfunction that he does in fact bring you to court for HIPAA. Probably a lower probability and probably a better chance that you'll win the case. And you'll pay less. Okay. Well so then it's Whereas, how much are you going to lose when it hits the papers that you're being brought up for obstruction of justice? Well, and it, we you listed
1: like the big eight competitors. Where else are you going to go? Right, right. You're gonna you're gonna find the local mom and pop pharmacy, and you know rely on them. They might be more privacy privacy oriented, uh, but they're less likely to have what you need when you need it. Depending on what your prescription looks like, yeah, less likely to get it from the bigger manufacturers.
2: Now, and uh, this is why you should always get your drugs from the independent dealers. <laughs> drugs. Um,
0: so this only highlights the horrors of statism. And I say that because the biggest threat you have to your personal medical information is not from some unscrupulous guy, right, trying to hack into a database and, you know, grab whatever. No. Right. It's from law enforcement itself or somebody, you know, some government agency, mm-hmm. right? And these uh, pharmacies are all basically agreeing that like, well, if it comes to law enforcement, we're just gonna bend over and yeah. hand over your information. I mean, name a company that doesn't though. I, I can't. However, comma, they should. And and okay. that's that's the point. The biggest threat to your medical privacy is not from some unscrupulous scammer. It's from some unscrupulous government organization.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And how Got many it. times have we covered stories where different government agents use their power for some personal vendetta happens all the time. Mm. So all of these concerns about like, oh, some some hacker might get it. mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible, Yeah, but you are far a,
0: less likely yeah. that a hacker get your information and use it for some nefarious activity, far more likely that a government organization gets yeah. your information and uses it for a nefarious activity. There's not mm-hmm. a lot
1: of companies that are going to protect you against the government when it comes no. to the, the privacy of your information. Yeah.
0: I uh, I once went to, uh, this is out on the West Coast, I, I won't name the name of the place, but it's one of these uh, movie theaters where it serves alcohol. So it's a 21 plus place. My, favorite place to go and see a movie because the worst thing yeah there's like especially you're going to see like a marvel movie or something where like you know kids are going to be naturally drawn to that like i don't want a bunch of you know crying whining kids you know uh while i'm watching my movie so i go to the 21 plus place because not only can i watch it with a bunch of adults but like i can have a beer Mm -hmm. so uh i go and i order a pitcher of beer for myself Because the movie is almost three hours long. There's no intermission. Seems like a
1: lot of bathroom breaks. And and like, I mean, I
0: can do without that. Like I have a pretty good bladder, right? right? Like, but I also didn't want to bother the waitress. They, They have this little system at this place where if you're out of beer or you need something during the movie, you press a little button, and it lights this little light underneath the table in front of you. And so the the wait people are standing in back, and once they see a light go on, they kind of run down. They duck down so as not to interfere with the other patrons' viewing of the movie, but they kind of do because it's movement, movement attracts the eye. And so I didn't want any of that, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to order enough beer for me to get through this movie, and, uh, you know, I'll be done with it, right? i order my sandwich, and, you know, that kind of thing, right? So I do that, and the lady goes... Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, I can't serve you a pitcher of beer. And I'm like, uh, why not? That guy over there just got a pitcher of beer by himself. And she's like, well, it's because you're you're by yourself. And I'm like, again, this guy over here got a pitcher of beer. He's by himself. She's like, well, I didn't serve him. And I'm like, well, why is it okay for him to get one and not me? And she finally, you know, cops to the fact that like she's like, Well, yesterday I had somebody come in and, and order a pitcher of beer for himself and a sandwich and they, they left without paying their bill. Okay. And I'm like, So you're punishing me for the actions of
1: somebody else? A lot of times that's how it works, man.
0: And she's like policies
1: she, get implemented after companies. She's like, Well,
0: I'm I'm just not gonna do it. And I'm like, Can I you know, I pulled a care, and I'm like, Can I talk to the manager, please? And and she's like, Okay, but you know, do you want your order? I'm like, I'll tell you what just bring me an iced tea and my sandwich. And she's like, okay, I'll go get the manager. And she was upset, obviously. The manager comes down, and he starts talking to me, and the movie starts going, I don't want to be a dick. So I'm like, come on, let's, let's you know, exit the theater, right? So I start talking to the guy. And he's like, well, it's our policy, right? And I'm like, can I see a copy of it? <laughs> and he's like, well, we, we don't actually have it written down. And I'm like, come on, man. I've been a manager before. If you're going to have a policy, you want to enforce that policy with your employees, it's important for you to write it down so that all of your employees can see it and they can go, oh, yes, this is the policy. We will follow this policy. I see it here.
1: Would you have acquiesced if they had a sign that said, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone?
0: They weren't refusing service. They were just refusing a quantity of service, a subset of service. Uh, they, I didn't see a sign of that, but okay. my my point isn't that I, I probably would have acquiesced, you know, at some point, but like for whatever reason, I was on that day with my argumentation, my debating skill, whatever it was. Maybe I was just overly personal. Maybe I was baked. I don't remember, but it turns out that what happened is, uh, somebody, a law enforcement person, came through, and you know, sort of walked through the theater and saw you know what was going on, or whatever. And uh, told this particular assistant manager that uh, they, could know, they, they couldn't they could serve uh, full pitchers of beer to single patrons. Okay. Right? And I was like, okay. Uh, and, and this guy said, he said it's a law. And I'm like, okay. Did he show you the law? He's like, no, no, no. He, he, you don't understand. Uh, they come in, they just flash badges, and we do whatever they say. Yep. And I'm like, ah. Sounds about right. Ah, so there we are. And I'm like... Uh, So if I go online right now and I look up uh, Washington State law and I find that there is no law, will you comp my ticket? Because I've already missed the beginning of my movie. I've missed out on my sandwich uh, because, you know, you're giving different treatment to different customers here. And he's like, sure. And so I'm like, okay, let me look it up. Hey, I don't find anything, man. You know, he's like, look, man. Uh, you you make a great debate, and you've been way more like personable than like any other. Co- like I'm not I'm not being a Karen, right? I'm not yelling at him. I'm not you know I'm just being logical. I'm debating the man about what he's done and what his policies are and that kind of a stuff. And he saw my point. He saw and he comped my. He, he was like well, you don't understand
2: you captain these are gods and angels and no, you are a mere mortal guns.
0: that's my point
2: my They're point is shut him down my point is
0: is that he flashed the badge and he's got a gun and so the McManager is going to do whatever the hell he says because he's got the gun and the badge
2: yeah that's the way the world really works people yeah and even if there even if there was HIPAA 2 where it's illegal to even ask for it without a warrant there's no chance that any of these cops would face anything for doing so
0: we are out of time thank you richie rich thank you peakless mountaineer thank you to our callers and all our listeners if you missed any part of our program please visit freetalklive.com and view the archives thanks and peace
2: if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great It's the Realtor Mark Warden.
3: Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com.